Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. First of all, the nerve of your fucking ass to call me... And tell me your fucking problem. It's not my... Fuck off. Get lost. Get off. Take your stupid subscription and cancel. Who cares, Dina? Fuck you. Fuck you, cunt. Fuck you. Do your audience a favor. Get lost. Don't do my audience. I'll do my audience whatever I want. I'll piss on this audience if I... Douche. I do have uh, issues about people leaving me. I want to control everyone in my atmosphere. I want... I am a puppet master. And I want everyone to be a puppet. He was saying goodbye to me, and he leaned in for a kiss, and I smiled so big that he literally kissed my teeth. Um, I cheated on every one of my boyfriends except for Howard. For real? Mm-hmm. Really? The day I met Howard, my cheating days ended. You were a cheater? I was a cheater. I hate Beth. I think she's only after Howard's money, and she's, <laughs> and she's a real horse face. Can you bang any of those stripper broads on the, uh, on the show? Teresa Lynch said you banged up. Teresa who? She was on here. She told she was in your movie, Private Parts. Oh, Amy. One of the, uh, no, no, no. Teresa, the, the one with the, oh, the no. little ass. The she, she never said that. She told That's me. That's a lie. Uh, admit you're lying. That's Tony. She called Tony. Did I ever bang Teresa Lynn? Take in New Jersey. Welcome to the wrap-up Which, show. Does any of you gentlemen believe that Beth actually loves Howard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's jump right to the nitty-gritty. Artie and I spent last weekend with him, and if she's in love, then she should get a fucking Oscar. Right. She's not in love. She's in love, she should get an Oscar. and Slim. See? Beth once even said to me, it was funny too, because Beth once said to me, you know, I wouldn't mind being engaged forever. Like, like this was, you know, years ago. Was, I just think the ring is so great. I would uh -huh. love to, you know, it's romantic. And, and it's romantic yeah. and it's kind of cool. But the second I uh, popped the question, she was like, well, let's get on the phone and tell everyone we're getting married. I went, whoa, whoa. Yeah. no, 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 we're not getting married. We're engaged. <laughs> There's no such thing. You know what it is? I'm so self-important. I just don't even remember meeting anyone. She was up here one day and I introduced you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I'm, cured. I'm not going to be cured of anything. I am me. I am just going to psychiatrist so that I can feel better about certain issues in my life. That's all. Welcome, everybody, to the latest breakdown of QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix, a.k.a. Fillmore Fingers. And with me back again for our breakdown specialty is uh, Raven. Everybody, a virtual applause for Raven. Woo! Ah. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, everybody. Great to be back for another five freaking years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm torn, you know, because I love doing this with Fillmore, but at the same time, like, when is enough enough, right? We we know what we've got, and we know the numbers are just ri ridiculously low. Like, who's who is the show for? Who can withstand this marathon? And, uh, yeah, that Tuesday was a rough day for me. <laughs> I, uh, I could feel it. I could just 
oh, it just kind of shook me. But it's like uh, a lot of people compare it to a jail sentence. And I like to think of it as community service. Um, and uh, honestly, the, the people there are hysterical. They are quick. And they're like brothers and sisters to me that I would want in my house when I'm listening to the show to sit there and mock him and, and just have so much in common, the agony, the, the wanting to drink at like 10 a.m., yeah. All the scat talk, the ropey loads. Oh, like how, it's just such torture. Like the phone so, calls are lame. I could go on, but we'll get okay. to everything. Okay, <laughs> so here's the thing. I got into that. I gave for for change this week. I think I gave Raven the first Photoshop the day of and then I gave her later that day the next Photoshops for cuz I usually dole them out day by day because I I don't I don't forget about them, but I have sort of in my mind this mental this memory, sense memory of like, "Oh, I got to now's the time to make that Photoshop." And then I send it, but I sent it in advance. So, on the day he announced it, which threw me for a loop because usually he waits till the very last day, doesn't he? Yeah, usually within the last week. Okay. Because once a day or two to pump it up. Yeah. And so he's been like, (laughs) it really is like, um, I'm trying to think. It's like the movie Magnolia, which was like an hour longer than it should have been. He, (laughs) he does, he never knows when to cut a shitty, funny, unfunny bit short and the whole Sopranos ending and drawing it out. Like people really give a fuck after he's, you know, turned off Twitter comments, um, you know, has claimed a few few times (laughs) that he doesn't watch. So he doesn't look at social media. Um, and well, that, he says he doesn't, but his staff yeah. definitely does. Oh, absolutely. We definitely have some writers in the group. So here's to you, fuckheads. We hope you're enjoying yeah. the stuff. And uh, we, we are, you're more than welcome to join in if you really hate your fucking boss. Um, <coughs> pardon me. So the, one of the first things I wanted to talk about was we got, we're going in chronological order, guys, just so you know, it seems a little time warping, but that's what we do. We're going with December 9th. Uh, I was managed to get those clips just last night. And, um, the first clip is called Seinfeld, the father surrogate. (laughs) So to answer your question, yes, Jerry was very helpful, very kind to do that. I was very moved by it. I thought it was incredible that somebody would take the time to discuss with me what I might do in the future. I mean, that, that's sort very of unusual. like something your father never did. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I, I just hate that. Anyway, please, Raven. Well, I'm just going to say this now. And Bob D, I hope you're sitting down with a nice drink for the next <laughs> hour or two. Because <laughs> have your notebook ready. You are going to yeah. be, your jaw's going to drop. This yeah. already was I, me, me, and father hunger. So it's a double bonus emergency alert, which uh-huh. in our threads is like, you know, just people jumping off cliffs and riding bikes into walls. Um, this is also, this is also, this is also, this is also Robin um, feeding that, isn't she? Because she's, she, it's almost like, oh, I better, I'm going to save him the trouble of mentioning his father. So I'll just mention, oh, and your father never did that. Yes. Like she knows. Exactly. In the dentures. By the way, Bo, your father never did that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you were so moved by it. It must have filled some void. Yes, it did. Oh, and this is the other reason why chronologically I had to explain why we're doing it this way, guys. We just felt it would be a little easier going back. However, I should explain this one thing. The day of the um, uh, signing. um, The The day before. 
the day, yeah, the day of the announcement, Bowie went in and said, oh, you know, you should check out Facebook. You know, Facebook's not too happy that you're resigning. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> we, we wonder, not just Facebook, <laughs> Bowie, just for, yeah, don't, don't think about Reddit either. Um, so... So that's what he's kind of referencing here. So he, this was about uh, Seinfeld giving him some advice. The next clip was, and thank God for Raven because she, <laughs> I would have missed it because it's not in Mark's friggin'. Uh, if I had a choice, I'd be gay. This is him talking oh. to Wilding, I believe. Yeah. Believe well, me, I know like... one thing. If it was a choice, I'd be gay <laughs> because <laughs> it'd be a lot easier. Do, do you hear the, the, that, that, the, the affectation? Yeah, it's very well practiced. It's uh -huh. got nice baritones to it. And I picture him, Ralph, using it all the time in, in their Zoom closet dance parties. Okay, the next um, clip. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, please. No, no keep <coughs> going. We got a lot to cover today. Okay. Okay, this one is Wig asks, and then I didn't try to go witty for all these guys because I had way too many to get through. Wig asks Wilding about gay guys who lie, lie to their gay guys who lie to their wives. Have you ever slept with someone who acts like yeah. a homophobe? Like, have you ever, like, would like, you? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Um, no, I don't even like. Like, some guys get off on being called a fag and stuff when they're when they're like sucking dick or what. I don't like that. But um, I've been with guys who are closeted, and it's very strange. Mm. I, I went out on a date with a guy once, and he was extremely nervous, and like it was like it was like going out with like a guy on witness protection. He was like right. looking around the restaurant. And, <laughs> <laughs> So this is the yeah. Go ahead, please, <laughs> please tell me. <laughs> Can't you just see Wiggy with like SEAL Team Six around him in a restaurant out on a date with mm, Bradley Cooper, perhaps? Yeah. Anyway, it, it it these you know these clips of Wilding talking about men and the just listen to Wiggy's questions is what I'm trying to say. Okay, hiding his face and I mean it's it's sad. It's very sad. And what you, about a married know, guy who's lying to his wife? Would you? No, have, I hate have that. you ever? You hate I've that. Me too. I I hate that. I've been approached yeah. by a few guys. I think if you just listen to that, if you know the show like we do, and you listen, there's so many tells in even what he's not saying, and there, yeah, there's a lot of curiosity with never-ending questions, and it's always I have a friend or I know right. somebody. Right, exactly. When he cues up or tees off on these big fat lies of his. <laughs> is it like Brian in the Breakfast Club when he says, I got a girl. Where is she? She lives in Canada. You wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Number four, inquiring about Wilding's ministrations. How's that work? Like, where do you get these two guys? And uh, what do you do? Like, do you jerk one dude off while the other, while you're blowing the other guy and keep him? Yeah. Like, it's almost like spinning plates. Yeah. Like, you know. You yes. Gotta, uh, you're not going to steal the fucking saber dance from us. Yeah. Wiggy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the reason why we're playing these guys, by the way, also is not, it's not because we're trying not to focus on the gay so much, but uh, we felt you couldn't go three weeks between breakdowns and not mention this when it comes up. It seems to have to have a shelf life on his show. Now, what happened to the getting girls in just talking about like, yeah. even if it wasn't news, Ten but years wouldn't ago, you have, that, yeah, that, that slowed down at a point after Beth yep. and him got married he got yeah. away with it for a little bit and yeah. then, uh, you know, she wanted to be taken seriously or something, but, so, uh, yeah, the, now there's about 30 minutes of some <laughs> reference to gay this, that I don't need to give details. The show speaks for itself uh -huh. and 
it's just so banal, like such low toilet humor, trying to make the boss happy. That's all Chris's job is, is just to come up with interesting things, true or not. And he gets into it with Ralph a lot, but he's just there to kind of, you know, dangle a carrot in front of the boss's eyes. But it's funny because Robin asked Chris, do you have an age limit? And he kind of like got into like the 44, 40 something. And <laughs> Wiggy goes, yuck. Yeah, yeah and I, got like, that. I think I got that. <laughs> it's, it's so telling, like just the passive aggressiveness or I guess... re- you just seeing the next layer. You pull back a couple layers on these people and you, you start to get a lot more patterns. That's all. I want. I have a question based on this. I want to ask you, and I want to. It's a very serious. I want you to answer in a serious manner. Um, the mm-hmm. the whole point is, I guess what I'm what I really would like to say is, if he wants to go for this serious interviewer, why even bother with the gay stuff unless he's gay? You're not appealing to a gay audience by pandering to them, answering, talk, talking about trivial bullshit about their sex lives, and it's a staffer that you constantly go after. I understood if you did it once. Like, it's the same way when George Decay came in, it would always be gay talk. You couldn't just have him as, as the announcer to ask him about st- other stuff that, in the world that's going on. It's always gay. It's why, why, that, why include it? It goes back to the summit. So if it goes back to the summit, it goes back to Marcy. Right. Something there is telling him the numbers of people are, are laughing at this stuff, or it makes us more L- LGBTQ friendly. Okay. Okay. And the trans stuff, everything, it kind of opens up the whole audience. But he doesn't realize he's turning off a lot of people because it's too much. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's not what people signed up for. And, yes, he says he's evolving. Well, how much more evolving do we need? Or are we just going to stay at this plateau of 30 minutes per show, ropey loads, <laughs> majestic arches? <laughs> it just don't... We're put. Uh, oh, I'll let I'll save some of it, but okay. It gets, it gets number, really, really <laughs> grotesque. This clip is called "Wilding Number Five: Wilding Securing His Next Raise." Didn't you tell me you got a throat infection after blowing that both those guys? Yes. Well, yeah. they never. They never. It's found a lot of cock for you was. to swallow. I mean, it really was. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's okay. Uh, the rumbling. I, I sh- <laughs> we we added a sound effect. That was Wiggy <laughs> rearranging his zipper. <laughs> <laughs> we missed a, a, a moment to all share a drink right there for that long pause and stutter yeah. of creation of another lie. <laughs> yeah. Number six, Wilding swallows Wiggy's ropey load. I would have had to leave the country, so I, I, I cannot thank you enough, Um it's just it's it's beyond my wildest dreams to be able uh, to to be able to work for you listen you know one thing show i love you i love you we can't lose you a lot of guys need blowjobs and uh, this is the united (laughs) states of america and we're relying on you chris i mean well who's doing all the blowjobs in canada while he's here right now they have a deficiency oh my fucking lord okay yeah someone please revoke his status <laughs> no offense to your country your homeland but please take them back we don't want them <laughs> don't, oh my god it's awful uh number seven I, I, where <laughs> yeah I'm gonna, keep this going, is a long keep going. hold on i have to make this i have to read it in its entirety because i made this uh where else hold on let me see if i got this right where else but on drivers the, how... right now are very anxious to hear what you have to say <laughs> 
Where else but on the Howard Stern Show can you hear about the importance of the angle in which your jizz launches from your one, one-eared elephant? Right. I would. Chris is already hooked up with him on the L.A. trip, right? Is that right? When I got back from L.A., he yeah. had a, a oh. crossover. He sent me a video, Howard. I mean, you want to talk about shooting ropes. It was the most majestic cum shot I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Isn't that it nice? Just act, I mean, beautiful. Yes. Perfect art. Well, 2021 is the year of the roaring blowjob. It's going to be wild. <laughs> it's going to be uh, Chris, the roaring do you 20s. Have an... And go. Where is HR? Why is this continue to happen? He's like giving a more in-depth interview to his staff about gay stuff than he is yeah. to Miley Cyrus or Billy Corrigan or Eddie Vedder. Like he's asking such like thoughtful questions. Like he, his yeah. voice deepens. He, he, and, he puts on almost like a love voice. How much do you think Jason and Will and guys that used to get more airtime are furious at Wilding for having a 30 minute clip on the show, even in its current incarnation? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just because of gay shit. Their hands are tied. They have to mm-hmm. bow to the king. Mm-hmm. They can't and, speak up. They have to go with the flow because they know their head will get chopped off. Mm-hmm. And, I, and don't, you just... I don't put them down for that. I, <laughs> I admire their, their loyalty and their length of service to this show. But I guess Stockholm. I'm doing the same thing just in, in the alternate universe. I suppose so. The bizarro world. Number eight, it's funny. You, either you the upside read it down you, world. Yeah, you read it or you called it, but either way, number eight, truckers everywhere are putting Phillips screwdrivers through their Sirius XM stereos. <laughs> uh, it, the, the oldest guy I've been with was, I think, 44, 45. So if you're hot, <laughs> you're hot. <Yuck. laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> does, the, does the does the opera singer like does he have, what's the ooh because he likes his twinks under a certain age? <laughs> yes. You got it. You got okay. it. He's projecting. <laughs> the same way in that it, one clip, the same way when the 15 Foundation when Robin said, We're doing this to educate, you know, Ethiopian women and women and he goes, Ooh. <laughs> well, that's a double thing. They're black and they're women, so he hates me. <laughs> Go ahead. It's MPD again too, because it's about him, his yeah. reaction. Right. Not totally. So, so in this case, would, if we're if we're getting a little th- theoretical here, is Wilding the surrogate? Like, is w- Wilding Wiggy li- li- right. living vicariously through him? Right. I don't know if it. It's like a a weird kind of artificial intelligence. If you watch Black Mirror, you know what I'm talking about. And it's almost like Wiggy wants to take a. a probe and stick it in chris's head and see the world from chris's view if he could I, if he was I, like a weird maniacal <laughs> narcissist i think he wants to take his probe and put it in, in wilding's mouth but let's let's continue for sing while you're blowing him like could he put he like <laughs> right oh. oh oh I, what do you well uh, when he ca- when he came he yelled very loudly. Why is why ah, is the yes, guy's thank you, the, thank why is the guy's ejaculation arc so important to you? Like what is that? I mean what what does that mean? It's just I don't know. You never want to see a guy with like a drippy seeping <laughs> load. I mean with, guys, I'm going to put you right into the next one after Raven says this. Go ahead, Raven. <laughs> 
I'm feeling like the the mentally verbally abused battered woman syndrome right now that my ears are just like I'm making faces like someone's coming at me and I'm getting hurt or I'm about Cringe. to get hurt when I listen yeah. to this show. Yeah. And well it's and, and you and you go through it in real time and you're in the middle and of I doing type other things. What I hear. Like yeah. I don't filter myself except for Facebook. So I use a lot of asterisks and <laughs> exclamation point. Is it okay if I make you a special uh, Photoshop for your profile picture of like a stenographer with an awful look on her face? <laughs> Court oh, <that's> stenographer. <laughs> like a cringe face or a scared face? <laughs> yeah, that, that sums it up perfect. Okay, number nine, Sirius XM, take my money now. Next week, Ronnie like is Ronnie going. better than Ronnie. All right. And next week, Ronnie will be giving us a dildo uh, review. He's tried out a couple of dildos. And he's gonna he put them in his ass, and he's gonna tell us which ones are best. Streaks, vomit, vomit. Exactly. Note to self: skip breakfast that day. Exactly. Um, I apologize about the cough, guys. It hasn't gone away yet, but it's getting slightly better. Um, now we're going into the eighth, and this was the day where he um, <clears throat> announced his announced the torture. And uh, the first clip is number one, lathering J.F. Lawton's ball sack. Now, this is the, the, the guy that wrote Pretty Woman Under Siege and a few other things. He also, I think, was a, either a creator or seri- I think he had a series credit for VIP or VIP. That could be. I'm not familiar yeah. with that one. The other two are, yeah, you're exactly right. But by 2008, his career is pretty much nowhere. He was just a writer for the most part. And I guess, and he, didn't, he only made something like two grand for writing the script for pretty woman. It was not, oh, man. Yeah. He got really, he's like the guy that created the Nike swoosh for 500 bucks and didn't get any ownership out of it. Um, I wonder, yeah, he's, he's poor guy. Okay. Right. He's desperate. <laughs> so, cause he's going back to the fart man thing and what people don't seem to, what he's going to tell you is that, well, you'll hear it for yourselves and then we'll go into it. Cause the uh, Colford book kind of pops the balloon just before Robin, just right after Robin does anyway. And I was thinking about the movie Fartman. Like in an alternate universe, I would have made the movie Fartman. Because, you know, first of all, the guy who wrote it is a genius. He's the same guy who wrote Pretty Woman. And by the way, I was thinking about Pretty Woman. You'd think they'd do a remake of that. I mean, the first one was so perfect with Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. But you know how they remake these movies. Let's be 100% honest, guys. There's no straight man who goes, that's a perfect movie. That's a wonderful movie. <laughs> he wants to be Julia Roberts in that fucking movie, getting Richard mm-hmm. Gere's dick up his fucking ass. There's, there's someone, I dare you, I dare you to fucking confront me on that. There's, there's no straight man. Look, I, I, I watched it, but I, I hate Julia Roberts, so that's already a problem. But um, I didn't, what's, what's perfect about it? <laughs> it? For its time, it captured like, you know, like a, a cute film then. Right, but right. But when you're a 66-year-old man, right. and that's your only movie reference, and Brad Pitt is the only guy you know <laughs> that's hot. You, like, you have these same throwback references. Yeah. But he seriously is obsessed with Pretty Woman. Yes. To the point where, you know, we under, we, we get the story already, so I, I don't have to f- fill in the blanks for everybody, but what... Is this a is this like a, a passive aggressive ploy to have writers come at him with scripts like thinking that I don't know. I don't Does know he want either. Buckwald to cast some young actress to come in and be like, oh, we've got the greatest movie for you? Is that something he dangles out there? I don't even know anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the second clip is called Robin Scuttles His Three-Picture Deal Bullshit. And I'll explain it really before we get into it because it's a short clip. He talks about okay. how when he did the Fartman thing at the MTV Music Video Awards um, and he showed up as Fartman and the Luke Perry thing and the podium blowing it up and all that crap, he said, they signed me to a three-picture deal. They never signed him to a three-picture deal. It was yeah. a verbal agreement to do a Fartman. And that was it. And then uh, the way it was explained, uh, either the merchandising was a problem, that was a bone of contention, but also they wanted to make it PG-13 and blah, blah, blah. I think at the end of the day, they realized this is a stupid fucking idea. And that reminds me of when Jerry Seinfeld was talking to him on the phone in that year and told him, don't make fart, man. And he got pissed. We will go through that yeah. one day. The other, the other thing is maybe people realize just how difficult he was, because I'm sure word gets around from AGT. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to any of the radio stuff and private parts that yeah this um this guy he just maybe maybe that's how the deal fell through because people backed out they got scared well this is it, it, the tail end the this if you read the colfer book which again guys that's a t saga a future in the in the making um the uh in, like I say, in the future, we're going to deal with that one. Uh, we've got all the stuff ready, we're gearing to go, but we're still getting through some other things first. He was just on the end of getting his um, his his TV show canceled. That was the one where we, we covered one of the episodes of where he did that mock roast. Um, right. That was hysterically unfunny. Yeah. And they're saying the advertisers, they were making some money, but it wasn't worth the um, the aggravation of dealing with him. So this is 92 yep. and the story in the Colford book was he explained, Oh, I'm getting, I'm going into movies. That's, <laughs> that was the, you know, yeah. it wasn't, I'm getting my ass thrown off TV. It was, I'm going to go into movies and this was the entree. But, uh, Robin, before he can even get into it, she just, she already says it was, you were talking about it. I, you know, the thing with Fart Man was, you know, the show, our, our radio show was so hot that literally I could go on the radio and just say, Hey, I want to make a movie. And the next thing you knew, New Line Cinema signed me to a three-picture deal. Like, unbelievable, yeah, right? Talks. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. you were in, there you go. She just busted his bullshit. You were in talks. Nice. So That's they signed me. Yeah, yeah thank Robin. you, Robin. And, he, and you can hear him go, uh, right, mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for fucking not going along <laughs> with the party line, Miss Quivers. Because, you know, th in their mind, they're like, hey, anything this guy touches turns to gold, so we'll, we'll make a movie with him. He's and, got a built-in fan base. What could yeah. be wrong? Yeah, that worked out real well for private parts, oh, which the was sarcasm in her voice. Yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She's she she knows he's full of shit. And it was so exciting. I was out in California and signed this deal, and uh, Jay Leno had asked me to come on the Tonight Show. And I've told this story before, but long story short, Jay Leno says, "Hey, I see you signed a new you know deal for three movies. That's unbelievable. What never happened." Never happened. Mm -mm. He might have met, he might have met Jay Leno or seen him somewhere and asked him what he's doing and stuff. But there's no way. He, he, if there was no offer, maybe he told him, maybe bullshitted him. But there's no way Jay asked him because there's nowhere. I looked it up, guys. There's no news article that shows him inking any three picture deal, and they always press release that when stuff like that happens. Yep. It's amazing how he gets away with these lies. This mm -hmm. wig visionist history. Mm -hmm. He just constantly just keeps churning out more bullshit mm -hmm. yet that it's it no one calls him on it he's no he's protected i don't so, get it Ma maureen callahan at the post if you're listening uh we uh or new york daily news i can't remember which i, th I think it's daily news and we listen to our show if you want little uh if you want some um 
intel on the on the the deep the the carcass the abyss of howard stern's bullshit it's your first movie gonna be and you know i'm trying to be funny fart man because <laughs> i've always done fart man on the radio and so you know, this guy who had written pretty woman and under siege two big hit movies in a row the steven seagal thing under siege and pretty woman okay the other thing was guys he uh, someone people have been asking over the years why how do you get away with it when Nash, it comes from a National Lampoon uh, album, the White Album, and it's a clip called Fartman, and it really is unfunny there, too. But uh, And apparently it goes back to Washington. So he had heard it, because he was a National Lampoon fan at the time. He had right. heard it, and a year later at um, DC 101 started doing Fartman on the radio, supposedly. If anybody, like Dennis DeMarco, if you have evidence of that, please let me know. I'd love to have that. Mm. But either way, he got the patent for it. He got the, uh, in 1992, he managed to get the rights to it. So for all intents and purposes, yeah, it's his now, and it's still live. He still has the rights to it. Um, but it, so I'm sure it's National Lampoon, like, fine, fuck it, take it. We don't care. Yeah, what a flop. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. Thanks for cleaning up our trash. Right. It's, it's equivalent of saying, look, I'm going to get a, uh, I'm going to make a movie about a hand sanitizer. And, so, you know, Purell's going, mm, have at it, son, if you think you're that genius. So let's keep going. Sky. Oh, sorry. You wanted to say? Nope. I just okay. want to work through the fart man stuff as quick as we can. Please, yeah. Named J.F. Yeah. Lawton, who New Line was dying to do business with. They want. They had been trying to get him to write a movie for them for years. J.F. sees me on the Tonight Show and contacts me and says, "I want to write Fart Man." Right. So mm. number number three, Wiggy boasts about his totally excellent work ethic. I found myself fantasizing about what it would be like to be off the radio. What would I do? And one of the things I know is my father was a workaholic. And so workaholicism is in the family blood. Do you understand? <laughs> and But the, my father stopped working at 59 years old, and he was happy. I couldn't believe it. He never went back to work. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about this at all? Oh, I just, wow. This is such... Some of the, like I've said in the past, some of the hardest stuff is when he gets into it about his dad mm -hmm. and father stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm kind of tapped out on that. Let's keep going. Yeah. Okay. He just read the paper. He went to lunch. He, whatever it is he did, he said, the day goes so fast. It's just so nice. And I have always been a homebody. And I always like just kind of relaxing. And, you know, and, and, I, and I'm a guy of many hobbies. So you just got finished saying how you're a workaholic, but you love to be at home relaxing. Which is it, you fucking idiot? Yeah, total. Yeah. And many interests. <laughs> like yesterday, I, I got off the radio. We did the show. I was very proud of the show. I felt good about the show. But I wanted to paint. And there was, there was no energy, no time to paint. Because <laughs> no energy. if you're doing this show right, it really does take a, a many, many hours. <laughs> Go ahead. I had to cut it up. He anyway, practically... So. <laughs> he describes himself like getting so dizzy on the Peloton yeah. that he practically falls off, yet he can tell any listener how exactly to get off those pedals, but he's having such a hard time on it, and then it just drains him. This right. man has been the man of naps and meditation for how long now? He's always tired. Yeah, Come and on. we're tired, frankly. <laughs> oh, quite frankly. Of uh, uh, just thought, and it's constantly on your mind. 
it's hard to do anything else but to do the radio show if you're going to do it right. <laughs> yeah, still waiting. Okay, so hold on. You did some math, and we're going to this now. That that was one of the things I wanted to bring up, and I forgot. Um, they explained a number. What was it? So how many shows over five years? 300 and something? Well, including this year, which at the time was that day plus four more. Right. He said 314. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do any math, five years, 112 shows, it's 560 shows in five years. Mm-hmm. 560. So he's given out a 314. And I did the weeks. And normally mm-hmm. he does about 37 weeks in a 112-year show. Mm-hmm. If he were to go to 314, it would come out to 27 weeks. That's 10 more weeks of vacation. Mm-hmm. It seems absurd, but for a pay cut, maybe that's what he did. Do you, I don't know. You, we'll have to wait and see. They don't post a schedule. No, nor do they post his salary. Big or surprise. anything. Yeah, any numbers. Yeah, Sam and I both kind of said, like, this. there's no way they signed him for anything more than, like, 10 or 20 million just to have his... Because right. they also, this was the key, they also signed his archives. They got five more years of his archives going into 2032. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're worth shitloads. And um, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, the other thing is... Um, like if they did that, like he gets vacation weeks sprinkled out through, there's a big, like big, like three week ones, but there are also like one week ones in February. And I think, I don't remember if November has one, but they're at weird times of the year. The funny thing is I, I kind of been tracking this for a while. Yeah. He never takes more than two weeks off, mm-hmm. but he might take two weeks, come back for two and then go off for two more in the summer. Mm-hmm. That was the pattern before COVID. Right. Uh, like, like if you padded an extra week to every one of his normal vacations, would that make the math make sense? Well, it's 10 more weeks. So that's <laughs> 10 months mm-hmm. each, you know, figure each month he's getting another week of vacation. Yeah. It's, so, you know, I don't want to get into the numbers too much because honestly, I don't know that that number means a goddamn thing. Right. It could well, just people, be something yeah. came out of the depths of a 79 IQ. Right. So well, we, we don't people, know. No, other people were asking, does that mean two days a week? Does that mean some weeks he's only going to do one day? That kind of thing? It could be. No, because he's, he, uh, well, he gave his word to Marianne that he was going to do three days a week. <laughs> when he was on. <laughs> That's still going to be a work week is three. Unless it's like President's Day, Martin Luther, one of those. Right. Um, what yeah. else do you got? Okay. Next one is some timely references from Captain Copycat. Look, I'm in if you're in, and you know, Robin and I have uh, been together for so long, and if Robin wasn't in, I wouldn't be in, because I don't want to do a show without Robin. Bullshit. At this point, uh, Robin and I have it down. We lie. Com- complete lie. No, yeah. We're doing, so, you know, Robin, you're part of my decision, as I am part of yours, so uh, thank you for that. Uh, they asked me to write a couple of statements for a press release. And I called up Louis C.K. and he helped God me write. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> I need a statement tutor. Uh, Sirius XM did. And I said, you know, about Robin, I do mention Robin quite a bit in this press release. And I say, like Sonny and Cher, like Captain and Tennille, like <laughs> Charles Manson and Squeaky Fromm. <laughs> We're like George and Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> we're like <laughs> we're like salt and pepper um the next one is called gag me with frozen strawberries there is nothing more boring to me 
whether it's an actor, a musician, or anyone in entertainment, or anybody anywhere on the planet who doesn't constantly evaluate what they do for a living and doesn't look at it creatively and say, how can we keep going forward? How do we keep making it interesting? I've said for years, the most boring radio, the most horrible radio is radio that just stays the same. Some of these things we don't even Woo! need to comment on. The way. <laughs> number, clip number six. Awful Jennifer Vitz impression introduced. Unless I'm wrong, is this the first time they had someone try to impre- impersonate the new CFO or whatever? Right. Up until now, it was just Jim Meyer. Now it's Jim yeah. Meyer and Jennifer Vitz. Right. So they had Jim Meyer on getting, like, I don't know, beaten down by Jennifer. and It's awful. You'll hear it for yourself. Enjoy family time, you fucking pussy. Listen up, Stern. Things yes. are going to change around here, all right? Uh-oh. We're Uh-oh. going back to basics. You listen yeah. when I talk. I'm mailing you some baloney and whores ASAP. You got listen it? to me. Completely written. Com- you, they, they, they had all the natural, <laughs> about as natural as, I don't know, a Chia pet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, this is this is what they get paid for. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So the next clip, <laughs> I don't even want to give you guys more because I thought I don't hate you guys that much. Number seven, Ronnie, the latest member of Boys to Men, talks about the end of the road. <laughs> yeah. Good morning. Congratulations. Good morning. Thank you. Um, it's been a long road for me with you. And uh, is that a pun? Because pra- you are a pra- limo driver. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm very honored to be part of this show, even though I get my balls busted like everybody else. But that's part of the deal. I know where I work, you know. And right. uh, you know, I'm very uh, emotion. I'm very emotional about it right now. But uh, you know, you know, my life is uh, coming down the line. You know, the last road. So. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future with the show, with me. I mean, retiring and uh, <laughs> moving out of New York and all that stuff. So I don't know what's going to be. I mean, I've been hey, talking to bags. people. And they, you know, they're saying that, uh, you know, they want me to stay somehow in some form. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Just from the conversations that were had this week. Mm-hmm. Ronnie pretty much has been in talks with someone already mm-hmm. about June when he's moving to Vegas mm-hmm. and what he can get paid for out there, but he won't discuss it with Wiggy. Absolutely. Wiggy's like, he's losing him his security and limo and it's a whole narcissist thing. Rant yeah. basically oh, yeah. Yeah. putting Ronnie down of poor me. What am I going to do now? You want to be a personality. This is some fantasy of yours. And then we find out Ronnie's already in talks with somebody. Mm-hmm. So this was just another bit of bashing staff filler. Yes. And also to minimize him and make him feel like a complete piece of shit because that's how Howard gets to feel good about himself. Because we all know people don't leave there on a happy note. They just don't. Yeah. God forbid Ronnie ride out into the sunset in Vegas. Nope. God he forbid must, he go nope. off with his beautiful, young, sweet girlfriend and have a nice life and mm-hmm. enjoy the riches that he made. Keep saying nope. he doesn't know how much longer he's got to live. Yep. The man's this- 79. He's going to be 84 by the end of this contract. <laughs> and they've got him doing dildo reviews, Fillmore. Se- dildo 70, reviews. 79. This is, oh, this is worse than Sabian. 69. Hold on. 
You, you, yeah, you said 79. Yeah. You, you're hung up oh. on the, the IQ. I got the numbers. <laughs> yeah, she's See what like, it does she, to me. He's, he, is, he is actually 70, isn't he? Officially. You know what? Uh, I think he just had a birthday. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he's going to be 75 when he's done, if he okay. makes it. And that's if how he he's looking at it. Yeah, exactly. God bless the man. You know, yeah. he's one of our favorites now, him yeah. and Benji and whatever. Anybody. Yeah, anybody who sort of tries to break free of the mold, but he must be taught a lesson because how dare you leave? And uh, we'll, we're, you're going to hear something uh, later in the month that'll shed a little more light on this, guys, but I won't say much more than that. And I, I'd be honored to. Well, Ronnie, I'm doing the math. You'll be 75 when the uh, new contract is over. Right. You realize that? Right. Yeah. So, Like I said, it's... Uh... You know, is it fair to say that you'll the be road, the road is coming? The road is coming to an end. You know what I'm saying? He's I always talking about now the road yeah. coming to an end. The road is Robin, your fucking road's not too far off either. Let's be oh. honest. <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> what else are you, you know, talking about? How much fucking, how much fucking time do you think I got left? You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, listen, I've talked to this guy off the air. There's something going on in his head. He is every minute doom and gloom lately. I'm trying to cheer him up. Every minute he's with, he's dying, he's dying. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm dying, but it, it, it's, it's logical, man. I'm 71 years old. You know, right. how much time do you really have fucking left? Yeah. Fuck you, Ronnie. <laughs> You're not going to get away. What going to cheer him up about? <laughs> Just I might have to Photoshop Ronnie's head on uh, Tim Robbins and the end of the show, going through the tunnel in Shawshank and getting out. <laughs> oh, my God. Perfect. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see. Um, number eight, nothing funnier than impersonating a convicted rapist. Oh. Hey, Howard, it's me, lovable, goofball Harvey Weinstein. So happy to hear you're going to keep going. That is so cool, buddy. Well, you know, uh, I was... There's nothing better than an impressionist who tells you exactly who they're impersonating while they're doing it. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Hi, I'm Don Rickles. Hi, I am poor. I, <laughs> hi, this is a, you know, a, this is a Jackie Cooper. <laughs> Reading in the paper that uh, even though you're in prison, you have a 20-something-year-old girlfriend. Isn't that something? Yes. Hey, if Ronnie retires, maybe I could be your new staff pervert. Oh, God. Okay. I'm, that's, that's just no more. I just thought that was disgusting. That was revolting. And yeah, the rapiness continues on the show with oh, yes. Benji, with Robin. Yes. A lot of rape talk lately. It's very uncomfortable. I I, I can't even stenography stenograph about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like him. Okay, fake Simon Cowell, clearly the top in this relationship. Uh yes, uh Simon. Hello, Dick. It's me, your arch nemesis, Simon Cowell. Uh, I'm so you sad to something? hear you're going. You, you want to know something, Simon? You're not. You, you're giving yeah. yourself credit that I am your arch enemy. I don't even think about you for two minutes. Fuck you. Fuck you. I wanted to ask you this, and I think I don't remember last time. Do we? Is this a recording, or is it? Is it Wilding live doing his impression? I can't believe it because Wilding's not that talented. Uh, to remember it and stay in character and actually, you know, make yeah, it sound sort of laughing. natural. Because it sounds they, sounds like stop, start, stop, start. Oftentimes, Wiggy will ask, what did you say? 
and they'll play it back and it'll have the same laugh track at the end of it or or a fred sound or mm-hmm. um so it i 99% they're all recorded yeah so i figured it just drops and he himself is actually playing them wiggy yeah possibly yeah or and, and- yeah, or there's someone that has that job. Yeah, stumbling out of their stupor. In fact, I didn't even know he was still alive. That bike didn't kill you? Fuck you. The only reason we put this in, guys, is to show you exactly how unfunny the fucking show is. Because Simon Cowell, fake Simon Cowell, always beats him when he's on these things. And that isn't a bit. That's Howard can't write. He can't write. He can't recite recite anything. And off the top of his head, his insults are so incredibly lame. That isn't a bit. That's him. (laughs) That's that's all he's got. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but the names that Simon will use are great. They're, They're kind of fun sometimes. Yeah. So... That's what we look forward to is passive aggressive staff hate. Right. In lieu of actual callers getting in and giving him shit. Yeah, exactly. Management bitch. Bullshit. You. What? So he had to replay it because he talked over it. And he also couldn't understand it. So, yeah. so, so, I mean, <laughs> this is the guy you just resigned for five years. <laughs> Colin, <laughs> please. What? What's it like to have a nose with a nose on it? You know, you were one to talk, you Botox bastard. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. Fuck you. Benji boss. Fuck you, chubby tits. Oh. I was all ready to slide into your job and snatch it away. Oh, God. Like, as if that isn't for the still on his fucking mind, the AGT thing. Jesus Christ. Okay, oh, we'll keep God. going. I'm so tired. I don't eat anything. Oh, my parents are a pain in the ass. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. That was crazy. Someone built me a mansion with a home studio. At least I'm not a wife fucker. <laughs> we know. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Starting with your own. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, congrats on not quitting, Aunt Eater Face. Ta-ta, fuckface. Later, Snorefest. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm not letting him get the last word, Robin. That was two minutes of comedy abyss, guys. Sorry. Um, <laughs> any comments okay, on just, Yeah. <laughs> miss, we laughed over one of them. Phantom of the and, Basement and Shampoo Your Wig. Yeah, well, oh. they were the, the audio quality was really shit. I mean, I don't know why they insist on doing it that way, but uh, I guess that's where the money got lost in the new contract. Yeah, well. J- Jason Ellis gets fired, and the, and the mics get worse. Um, the next one is number 10. This one's called Welcome to QF, Bowie. I was in here, and like, everyone was like, hey, congratulations. We're really glad you're back, you know, and uh, you signed up for another five years. We're excited about it. And then Gary goes, hey. You should go on Facebook. There's a whole bunch of people who don't like that you resign. They're really <laughs> negative about it. And I go, what? What do you mean? <laughs> he goes, well, I thought it'd be funny if you, you just read a bunch of negative things about 
how no one's happy that you've signed up again. For- now, guys, this is part of a, like a half-hour discussion, and we didn't clip all of it. I only clipped very little, small pieces of it. But you, Raven, right away said you felt it was a, <coughs> excuse me, bullshit filler bit. Correct. I, <laughs> I like a lot of the people in the morning thread were like, "Hey, we're famous again," and yeah, it it all goes back to November eighteenth. There was a caller, mm-hmm. Mike from Maine. And uh, we got we got to mention then. I mean, I I have to believe. Looking at you, and Sam and Bob and all the great things you've done this year, like how could you not be on the radar for, oh, yeah. uh, you know, for Facebook hate? So, right. yeah. And the, the other thing, the other thing is, so we have that clip. We'll play that Mike from Maine uh, clip a little late, closer to the day actually, um, when we get uh, towards that day. But. Um, so we figure there's some writers on board that are in the group and cause there's sh- hundreds of people in the thing. Not everybody posts. There's only like so many regular posters, which is the way mm-hmm. also, by the way, forums usually work. It's not a, a free for all and everybody's got the same amount of time and stuff. And some people just want the updates when they happen. Like if something's getting canceled, we can't play something that week. We put it there. People find out they're like, oh, okay, they won't get pissy and stuff. Serious. I'm like, Gary, why you, would I want to read wanna hear? You want to hear yeah. what they're saying? Yeah, I'm <laughs> a bad I, news. You you, dude, you used dude. to love to read the hate mail. I thought you would find it funny. Everyone's I mean, right happy now. Fine. It's like it's maybe tomorrow I'll read the hate mail. Okay. <laughs> Why would somebody food? not be happy that I resigned, even if they hate me? So they don't have to listen. Excuse <laughs> me, Howard. Can yes, I take well, a moment to ruin your joy? <laughs> <laughs> sure, go ahead, Gary. <laughs> we still and we're still getting that. By the way, why listen? Because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's just not fun the way they're intending. <laughs> I mean, that's the long and the short of it, guys. Sorry to sorry to burst your little reality bubble. Up it. Okay. There's some really yeah. shitty news for you. It's like the blitters on my knees. That continues on for another 44 seconds, and I'm not gonna go through it, but instead I'm gonna basically it's a pile on Gary, and then at one point. Jeremy's name gets mentioned. So <laughs> they wrote this clip. Bowie needing to get approval from Jeremy spoke. You did yes, you not say I to me, that, I yeah. want to know everything. I'll decide what's funny. Don't hold stuff back from me. No, I thought I said I told you when you think of something to say, run it by Jeremy and then tell me. No, that's not that's not the conversation <laughs> no, okay. we had at all. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Getting things done, you have to go through certain channels. Bowie, right. you don't have a direct line anymore. Number Such twelve. The break out the barf bag, folks. That's well, I, I apologize. I, I, I certainly. No, I mean, for five bag. minutes, let me have the joy of like everyone pretending to be happy that I resigned. <laughs> There's a little. <laughs> yes, Raven. I have an announcement. Bob D, wake up. Bob D, wake up. <laughs> exactly. This and this is the yeah you're right every year when well every contract year when he does this it is really a wow let's let's do the victory lap and I think most of the gifs on the uh, that thread were all about <laughs> I posted one where the guy's running around the wrestling ring and runs into a midget and knocks him over <laughs> I thought that's the perfect one for this victory lap term Howard it's yeah. called read the room right. <laughs> It's called read the news properly, bitch. Mm-hmm. But thank you for keeping me grounded. I got. Hey, I do by the way, I was I wasn't the only one involved in this process. Just so you know. By the oh, way, again, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm laying on the grenade for other people. I was almost thinking that maybe this was a good decision. I've made the world happy. I started <laughs> to feel good. good about it just for five minutes. I felt good. 
<laughs> but it's okay. I'll get over it. It's all right. <laughs> so yeah, I think you're right. Total manufactured climb on buoy bit for because you know for old times' sake because it really doesn't happen anymore because he doesn't get that much airtime. No, and it took up a whole hour this week. Right, a whole hour, maybe more, maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. It was nonstop for two days. Do you think it's almost as if the writers are like discovering shows that existed in 2007 <laughs> or, yeah, or, or 1998? <laughs> they're, maybe they're listening to some feedback of stuff that we used to like to listen to. I'm not sure, but maybe the other thing is the very next day by like, I want to say the first hour, the second hour of the show, they had songs going mm-hmm. after the whole Billy debacle. So it was like James mm-hmm. Carville had a song. Yeah. Um, there was a Bruce Springsteen song and it just makes you really think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Hey, that's show business, right? Mm -hmm. I guess. I guess. (laughs) Comedy comedy never stops guys. You weren't used to the feeling anyway. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I so rarely feel good (laughs) that Gary's right. You know, punch me in the face when I feel good. No, (laughs) It's a perfect Howard, please. It's I okay. Really, I don't, it's okay. I don't hate you. I do. I really, yeah. I don't. You hate do, you. I love but you, you don't realize it. No, he does realize it. And the reason I clip this one is because he mentions therapy, and it's a fucking laugh and a half, guys. Mm-hmm. Again, again, not because of what you. you know. No, I, why would I hate you? Why? Because here's the psychology of it. <laughs> it might be hard for you to see me getting my new deal. Now you're going to say to me that's crazy because that means I get to continue to work. It's good for me. It's good. No, but when. Some people get a lot of attention. <laughs> it's hard as mm-hmm. human beings to really stay out of it. Hey, Bob, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm giving you homework in, in the month of Christmas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And on some level, you go, you know, let me just give the guy a little <laughs> right in the stomach. I, That's it. You know. I mean, you. I don't know. Why, it's really so not that. I don't want right. you. Well, well I mean, you wouldn't be conscious of it. You're unconscious. Oh, man. Now you're blaming. Okay. So, uh, so I did something to you that I'm unaware of. Yes, of course. So the therapist in in studio is going to tell Bowie exactly what's wrong with him. Yes, Bowie does hate him. They all hate him. Mm-hmm. There's the reason why we get all these leaks and have have gotten them all these years because everybody in the fucking compound hates him. When he dies, I'm thinking, who's whipping out that fucking who's like Kaplan's got a ledger somewhere. <laughs> He's got a ledger somewhere with every statement. There's got to be know. so much that's. Just hidden away right now with oh, yes. like super, super top mm-hmm. secret on it. Right. So if he were to go down in a plane crash, there'd be like 10 books out about oh, what a dick he was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we'd be, <laughs> Kaplan would be the first one on our show. You're not consciously oh. aware of it. You should get a hold of it, though. You know. How would I do that? Therapy. <laughs> years and years of changing therapy. <laughs> but you got to make the commitment. Oh, sorry, guys. Number 13, Wiggy the Charity Maven discusses $400,000 tables with King of All Blacks. There is nothing in my DNA as a guy who grew up in Roosevelt, Long Island, who had very meager beginning. Fuck you. Meager beginnings. Ben made a very good living. He owned a fucking recording studio, bought you your car, paid for your fucking tuition. You never wanted for anything, you fucking cunt. I'm really sorry. I get really upset when he starts this bullshit narrative. Raven? It's sickening. It's yeah. purely, honestly, just sickening, grotesque. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I cringe. I just, yeah. you know, that's, and, 
I, he deserves having, every bit of that when he's gone times a million. Oh, big time. Yeah. And then Ben not even, even able to speak as far as we know, right? This is, this is from, from a wig's own mouth. He's under care, round the clock mm-hmm. care mm-hmm. in an apartment type mm-hmm. situation. And he's 97. Yeah. His hearing's For, bad, but he says he's physically able to do everything. Yeah. So yeah. I hope that's true. I hope yeah. he's comfortable. Yeah, I hope he's free. I hope he's got selective memory. <laughs> uh, there is nothing in my DNA that tells me that you should buy a $400,000 coffee table. I don't care if it, I say give the money to charity. <laughs> Shame on you. Buy a buy a $1,000 coffee table if that gets you off, but then give the rest to charity. I mean. Okay, puzzle me this. How much is it for seven Victorian fireplaces to be flown in from... <laughs> Britain into your newly built mansion. What does yeah. that cost? Yeah, just a, just a little bit of a, a little bit of a hit there. Number fourteen. I would never want to be married in someone to someone in show business because then you can't come home and brag. <laughs> what she's pointing out, though, Gary, a radio show. But, but, but I was her, talking but to my wife about this the other night. You, I would be married another person in show business. I would. He's going to repeat it, guys. Sorry, it's because the missus is talking. It's not because of us. And this was someone busting on Bowie, I think, at the time, and then it came around to this quote. Do not want to be married to another person in show business because what happens is you can't even come home after something great happened and say to your spouse who might not be doing that well, <laughs> yeah, hey, I just got a big movie, and I'm so fucking happy. You got to kind of like, uh-oh, his career isn't doing so well, or her career isn't doing gotta so well. Got to be you sensitive. Know yeah. You got to be sensitive. It's like, oh, shit. Who the fuck is he kidding? Who the fuck mm. is he kidding? He was so desperate to announce this and let it be press released as if he was getting $120 million when we know damn well he wasn't. So you guys, right. yeah. Um, and <clears throat> how good was he at ever coming home to a family? <clears throat> Any kind of spouse? Since yeah. when? Right. Prove it. Yeah, and he's got this frugal a- attitude about clothes, like exactly what you said. He's got a frugal attitude towards furnishing. Meanwhile, he's got like the deck of the Titanic somewhere in his house. <laughs> okay, this one I clipped just before we started because I for, I remembered it and I forgot about it. And the clip is called, do me a favor, jerk <laughs> off. <laughs> do you know the context? Yes, I remember okay. this. Okay, so basically, Beth is telling him she doesn't want anything to do with his member. Even my wife tells me to go jerk off. She goes, <laughs> I go, honey, come on, let's bang a clock. She goes, eh, not today. I go, <laughs> Let, let's bang a clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Get deep. Get deep. She tells him to fuck off. Just go jerk off. I hear you on the radio. You jerk off. I go, you know what? Don't tell me to jerk off. I don't want you instructing me to jerk off. She's always like, That's no, 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 go jerk off. To go. You're supposed to be sneaking around. <laughs> You're supposed to be angry that I jerk off. <laughs> she's like, no, do me a favor. Do me a favor. No, she's like, do me a favor. Go jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> do me a favor. The pool man's coming around seven. <laughs> <laughs> I got some oh. zannies and wine to get into. I'm, I'm behind <laughs> schedule with all the litter. I can't be bothered with. Tw- taking the tweezers and pulling out that fucking thimble dick. Number one, Wiggy's first thought of virtual reality movies. And thanks again to Raven who pointed this out because it was hard to find in Mark's friggin. You, your idea is that we'll go to the movies and, um, and I'll be in the movie as you say. And let's <laughs> say I go to see like 
Brokeback Mountain. Do I get fucked in the ass, too? Like, do I get to experience uh, that I whole think you want to watch that at home. <laughs> why, why does it have to be that? Why can't he be Rambo? Why can't he be Blade? <laughs> Captain Kirk. Something. Yeah, anything. Exactly. <laughs> Why can't he be Roddy McDowell? Number two, sorry, Blobbin the 34, desperate for the first vaccine. Oh, what yeah. is your announcement? My announcement is that I am thinking of volunteering to be one of the first people to take the vaccine. Well, that's very interesting for you to say that. Because uh, will you go on TV with President yeah, Obama? I mean, publicly, and because there are so many people saying they're afraid and they don't want to do it and uh Uh, clip that one because someone in the forum was funny enough to say well when you're dying of cancer what have you got to lose (laughs) (laughs) i know that's cruel but i mean it's kind of true so she's uh, got yeah we we just have to take it that they're all horrible people mm -hmm. and these this is what they do this yeah. is what we hear. Mm-hmm. Um, the we're just interpreting is... it. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> we're it's just, just the here, here it is on a platter. <laughs> we're the archaeologists. Number three, Robin's suddenly okay with rape. <laughs> oh. You would have sex with uh, Adam yeah. Levine in a minute, right, Robin? I mean, I know he's married and everything, but I'm saying. I, I, against his will, even. <laughs> right. You would attack him. I would rape him like Benji goes into the thing. Oh, my God. Rape I fantasy. would. Uh, I would right. <laughs> Con him into a rape fantasy and then tie you him like, up. <laughs> you like his look. Oh, he's Me. gorgeous. What are you talking about? I couldn't believe I heard that really right. You know what I mean? I right. I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. You're, I, I think she's just unhinged. Yes. And uh, some part of her is malfunctioning. Like her libido is taking over her brain or something. Indeed. What were these? The, wow. I like. Adam Levine, to your bunker, please. Adam Levine, get in your bunker and do not turn the show on. I, that's all I got. Okay. Guys, believe it or not, we're going into... Get your rape whistles out. The December 4th is what we're going into next. And the first thing is... Um, and I laughed my ass off when Raven <laughs> sent me the notes because she said it talked about how Beth doesn't really eat breakfast. She, she has a secret box of Lucky Charms that she scarfs down with, with almond milk, which is, you know, what everybody reaches for in the morning. And um, I laughed because I called... I, the clip is called Beefus Seeks Out the Purple Horseshoes. <laughs> And I, I'm not a Lucky Charms guy. I was like a Cheerios guy. But you know what? The I didn't realize in 2008, the the whatever the company, General Mills or whoever, came up with the cereal, decided that each marshmallow is going to be like the equivalent of a certain power. So do you know what the power of the purple horseshoes was supposed to be? No. What is it? To make, to make time go faster. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect. Okay, here we go. And I want to come down here to start the show. And then I found out Beth has a secret breakfast when I um, when I leave. Oh, really? Because I was going to say you have breakfast together. We don't have breakfast together. She never eats breakfast, but she secretly has now gotten what? into this thing where she has a box of Lucky Charms hidden. Ah. And uh, <laughs> for the last couple of days, 
you know, because Beth has stopped eating sugar completely. <laughs> she's also got, she right. stopped eating and she has a lucky rattler somewhere. Go ahead, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead, Raven. <laughs> she's on a liquid diet. Yeah. Powder, just a couple powders thrown in a liquid <laughs> diet, basically. Exactly. And you God know, forbid what... she hides. I bet you she hides in closets eating that cereal like late at night when he goes or early to bed. I'm sorry, like 10 o'clock at night, dead asleep. Gary Puppet. <laughs> He's hidden in please. a trough in the bathroom. <laughs> God, how can I Photoshop cereal in a trough? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God. Horse eating cereal, Lucky Charms. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Years. And, uh, is all this of a sudden, like a relapse? This is a re- Oh, yeah. She says it's a relapse. <laughs> she has a huge box, the jumbo size of Lucky Charms. Really? By the, by the way, the leprechaun on Lucky... I think he means those little uh, six-pack boxes that you get <laughs> when he says jumbo <laughs> size. <laughs> those little, like, grab packs that you can get and just right. throw them in the box. Charms is different now. He's young. He used to be oh, old. Yeah. yeah. I haven't looked but, at Lucky uh, Charms in a long time. Yeah, well, I didn't even know she had a box of Lucky Charms. How did she, you find out? She showed me where it was. It's hidden up in the, uh, like, up in this high area where we never go, like a high cabinet. Okay, now I have a question for you. Why in God's name would you need to hide a fucking box of, unless she's like yeah. Ginny Sack and the Sopranos hiding, like, Twix, Twix and Cricket Cats from Johnny Sack. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she's hiding cereal, what else is she hiding in that house, too? I would, Big time. I would love to get some truth serum in her someday and ask her some questions. But here's the real, like, why would she feel the need to? Why would she feel the need to? Oh, judgment. You know, like, oh, okay. She probably, you know, has to keep her weight to a certain amount for the contract to work, to be valid. You think it's a you contractual I'm like, thing? I'm, for real, like, she can't gain weight. I'm, I'm pretty sure that would be in her wedding nuptial agreement well we certainly have clips of him saying you know if if he she went above a certain weight i'd get rid of her yeah of course which is Those what everybody classes. says to their their spouse <laughs> well, they like to think it, they can say it if they're dicks <laughs> exactly do you take you know so and so to be your lawfully wedded wife if she maintains that <laughs> five stone whatever i see you never look yeah. there yeah but but it wasn't like she was hiding it but but i guess in a way she was but anyway she you know, takes, sometimes when people don't want to eat something, they put it, they make it inconvenient. Yeah. But they so know it's, it's there. Face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she pours, evidently, I haven't seen it, but she pours a huge bowl of. Yeah, go ahead. You know what her punishment was mm-hmm. for this, for being caught eating cereal? Posting it on Instagram so that people know she eats sugar. Like to him, that's like a punishment, I guess. I don't know. Re- really? For her, it might be free ad material. Was was it posted on her Insta? Yeah, there's that morning I posted it okay. in our thread, a picture that she put with a bowl of cereal, almond milk, and the big box right behind it. You could see it okay. on her cat thread on her Instagram. So that's the scarlet letter. <laughs> yeah, come on, <laughs> Esther Brin with a fucking with a fucking box of Lucky Charms and Count Chocula. <laughs> I know, I know it's fucked up and that's just the kind of mind I have now because of my PTSD of the show. (laughs) I guess so. No, it makes perfect sense because, 
Um, I mean, he's been saying like for years, she doesn't eat and years ago. He goes, well, she doesn't eat so well. I mean, in that infamous clip where Robin says if she'd have to throw a party, if, uh, if, if, if he died and right. that just came right out of her. And it was in the process of that thing where he's saying she has some health scare and she doesn't eat so well. I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. I believe she doesn't eat. I don't think she eats anything. I mean, it's just a liquid lunch at, at most liquid lunch, breakfast, dinner, and a bit of powder, as you said. And, uh, yeah, frosted. Mm-hmm. Frosted flakes. Yeah, we know what the frosting is. Lucky Charms. She describes it like a mound. Like it, oh, it really? Comes out she of makes the bowl. a mountain. <laughs> like a mountain of Lucky Charms. And then she pours uh, milk, all, almond milk all over it. Uh-huh. And uh, she eats it. And then what happens is there's always almond milk left. So she says, let me just put a few more Lucky Charms in the bowl to, to get rid of the, the extra almond right. milk. Right. That was always the dilemma. Now, Now, I'm going to go through the rest. There's only uh, a little bit more, but I I have to tell you guys, people want to know why (laughs) Americans, a lot of Americans are so overweight. There's actually a promotion Lucky Charms did where they released a box of nothing but marshmallows. (laughs) 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 I used to think, is there any cereal left in that cereal? (laughs) What's what's in your cupboards? Come on, spill. Oh, Wheaties. Yeah, I can't say. I can't defend our country's food at all. It's just too luxurious <laughs> and ridiculously, sickeningly sweet. The, the one that really got me disgusted, I know it's off topic, double stuffed chocolate covered Oreos. Yeah. Like double <laughs> Yo, stuffed. Yo, and they're not fried? <laughs> I was going to say to the ad, do they come with a little packet of icing sugar so you can sprinkle it on top? Bill is gone, but the milk is still here. Right, right. There's still milk in there. So she puts, <laughs> she goes and pours, and then I think she's very loose about it. Always too many Lucky Charms come out. And now she's got another, put... <laughs> put more milk in. Jesus. So I go, I got to see this. I'm, yeah, I go, I want to see this. She goes, no, I don't want to eat my Lucky Charms with you. You're right. <laughs> she, so she's up there eating Lucky Charms right now. You're right. That's exactly what she's doing. And I know it. It's now, driving me crazy. Had... You're right. It's total judgmental. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. And he's going to give it. He's going to give her shit. He'll throw it in her face every day. Why don't you have a fucking bowl of Lucky Charms? Yeah. <laughs> this is his mommy dearest moment. When yeah. he's no more <laughs> wire hangers. No more Lucky Charms. <laughs> Throwing the box at her. Number yeah, two. her over the head with it. Flying Number everywhere. two. Number two, believe it or not, Bobo calls in, or I think it was Bobo, and mentions yep. Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried. But, uh, and my question is based on the, my question was the, the name of this, is Gilbert off the red list? And I think it's a, a situation where he can be mentioned, but he's not going to be brought in. I agree. I think yeah. maybe if, who knows, maybe Gilbert made some apologies, and if he's not to associate or mention, be mentioned with certain other people, but I don't know how I could stay away from Artie and all that. Exactly. Honestly, yeah. It, it's a tough call. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Gilbert just, Bobo said it enough that he had mm-hmm. to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so here's proof, guys. Yeah, are you for real? Like, you think Gilbert Gottfried, who is a comedian, would Why? be a good host for Jeopardy? I think he could be serious at time, Howard, to get the question out and stuff, and he's smart. When did uh, you ever see Gilbert be serious? I would absolutely love to see Gilbert be the host of a game show. (laughs) I think it would be brilliant. (laughs) Um, I I don't think we need to play more of that. It's just to prove that he actually mentioned his name and didn't, you know, usually what happens when a name gets mentioned, he just goes quiet or he goes, yeah. And then, you know, lets it linger, tries to let trail, trail away. 
trail off. He got quite a few mentions, so that was nice. Right. And this was the day that uh, Billy Corgan came in. And uh, so we're only going to play a few of these clips. The clip is called, number three here, uh, Star Fucking Wiggy Believes Billy Corgan's Shapeshifter Shit But Not Sal's UFO Shit. Mm -hmm. You have credibility. If you say you saw a shapeshifter, I tend to believe it because you're Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkin. (laughs) You know, I think you're, you know. I think you're credible. How, how easy would it be for Billy Corgan to convince Howard that Strychnine is healthy? Yeah. Well, come on, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Number four, are you going insane with your two kids? No. So how is that going? Is it is it hard to be the father to a five and a two-year-old trapped in the house with COVID? I mean, you used to be able to go out on tour. You know, you kept yourself pretty busy. Are you going insane or are you Okay. Ordinarily, this wouldn't be an an awful question, but he asks it to everybody with kids, especially parents of young kids. And he takes his time getting every little bit in about how awful with two, five, you know, two kids age, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, with heavy weight. It's his nightmare. Are you going nuts being stuck in there with two individual young children under the age of five who depend on you and have and cost money? Uh, this next clip is called <laughs> How to Be a Bad Parent in 79 Easy Steps. Yeah. Perfect. Are you finding it hard being a dad? Because, I mean, legendary, your father was so mean to you and <laughs> awful and a, a jealous musician and everything else. And, the, you know, every horrible story about your, you know, your father. How do you know how to be a good father? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Still looking for tips? Yeah. Number six is called Tin Can Radio Alley. No, I know. It's crazy, right? You've had no parenting lessons. Sorry, I can't I hear mean, Howard now, so I, I lost Howard. Oh, whoops. I, I was saying you can only, you, your only example of being a father is a shitty father. So now you've got. Howard, anybody? Oh. <laughs> oh you're right. Sorry. Um, Billy, so just say anything. Don't even pretend you can hear me. Tom, Tom. Well, this is, this is, let me see. Uh, Four days, three days, excuse me, four days from announcing he's getting her contract for five more years. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're doing a free podcast. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Raven. Five more years, guys. Five more years. Raven, I can't hear you. Raven, just talk into the mic. That's a soliloquy. Right. Just talk. I apologize if you can hear me. I can't hear you at all. Uh, I'm so bummed. I've been waiting for Billy for so long. I know. Yeah. You know what I can do? I Howard, can we're reconnecting him. Until he lost the headphone. Count your oh, bless- they're reconnecting you. Count your blessings, Billy. <laughs> go ahead, sir. Go, go ahead, Raven. Well, this cost them seven minutes to fix. Yeah. He had to listen to Smashing Pumpkin songs for seven to eight minutes while they fixed his technical difficulty. Right, so and this is still then, Zoom, of course. Yeah, then they just plowed through another hour and a half after that. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Well, the clips was, please hate your father so we can hate our fathers together. So here your dad was great at tar, and maybe, who knows, maybe your musical ability, it's in the blood. He said great at tar. He missed guitar. He missed a syllable. He's great at tar. What is he, was he like laying asphalt on the wall, on the, on the, on the road? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess. It's great at our nicotine. You know, people say that, that maybe even in your DNA it gets passed down. But, like, it's just weird to me. The one thing you think your old man would have loved about you is that you could play guitar and you could share that passion. <laughs> but it, but is it your assumption that he was just so jealous and obsessed that you were getting better than him that he probably hated you for it? Whoop, whoop, whoop. 
<laughs> there's no there's no reason not to worry about that uh guys because you, you you it's like um what was it like holding back the dawn if you get an interview you are going to hear um some father hunger questions some father fuckery guys we have a two for for you we always like to do a saber dance if we do a breakdown and uh we've got two for you one's <laughs> one's a minute long <laughs> one's a minute and 10 seconds long so bear with us okay here we go Gee, Dad, we spend our lives trying to please our fathers. I mean, my father was disinterested in me, but my father was a radio engineer. You know what I mean? Oh so, God. like, of course, you know. <laughs> I mean, I had to, I had to speak into a mic to get him to notice me. Really? <laughs> wow. And look at what you had to do to, to, to get your father's attention. You had to write these incredible songs. It's unbelievable. What, what is it about writing songs that um, a lot of people just okay. can't do it? It's, to me, it seems the most daunting thing. First of all, to be able to write lyrics, to be able to be proficient at guitar, and, and to be credible and to actually write something that millions of people respond to. It's almost what? a miracle to write a hit song, a song that people love. It really is daunting, isn't it? <laughs> had to stop it there, guys. We're gonna restart. Billy's it. only response was, "Wow, oh, Jesus, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> there's just well, no shortage. <laughs> there's there's nothing there. What no. am I listening to? I I think Billy's asking himself the same thing. Yeah. And Whoa. I wonder, did Billy ever tell him like, "Thank you so much for uh, pushing our one album into the top ten <laughs> back?" From yeah. the- Exactly. I don't know if he's made, I don't know if he's made men's yet. So the next one is Saber Dance the sequel. That was Saber Dance Songcraft everybody. So here we are. For me, the greatest songs are the ones that depress the shit out of me. That's why I know I'm a, that's why I'm a huge fan of yours. I mean, when you do disarm, when you when you do this song disarm, when you say I used to be a little boy. Just that phrase. Here we I, go. I start to cry. And I get the chill. And that's what I mean about songwriting being so weird. Like, <laughs> hold on. Now, were you ever a Smashing Pumpkins fan? Sure, I've seen them in concert. So, okay. Um, yeah, I, I've always enjoyed them. I, okay. I have no problem with them. Did you ever cry um, at their songs? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. I do want to say my favorite song is Today, but that's it. It's yeah. A- more uplifting song than this one exactly and it's perfect for wiggy when yeah. i was a little boy yeah come on <laughs> he keeps going <laughs> that, when you, i don't know half the lyrics to this song i'm not good with lyrics <laughs> but the vibe of, yeah but the vibe of the song when you say i used to be a little boy <laughs> it kills me because all i think of what that song means to me and this is what i create out of it all I think about is what that song means to me. Well, okay, yes, that's fine. Most people do tend to take a song and apply sure. it to their own life and, you know, make sure whatever. But the whole section, I used to be a little boy. He's still a fucking little boy. He's the oldest <laughs> little boy on the planet. Here we go, guys. Last little, last little clip. Is that you were this sweet little boy. How could anyone look at you any differently than being the sweetheart of a little boy? You were innocent and you were pure and you should have been the joy of your father's life and the joy of oh. your mother's life. Oh, my God. Because oh. you wanted a little boy and there you were. And in my mind, you're saying, I used to be a little boy. And why the fuck couldn't you guys treat me right? <laughs> <laughs> now, to his credit, to his credit, 
Billy does say that that is actually what it's about. I mean, he did have a bad, I mean, in this one situation, we give uh, Wiggy credit, but he would have asked that of someone who had very present <laughs> parents. If they were absentee asshole parents, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's on, no. it's on the checklist. Absolutely. But that's your greatest interviewer that is mm-hmm. boasting whatever salary and, uh, you know, net worth that he's got and big old mm-hmm. nut cover. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, the next one is going into December 2nd and there's only a few clips cause we use most of these for the, um, mm-hmm. uh, breakdown, not necessarily breakdown, the mini sode we just released. So on the, uh, December 2nd, uh, Wiggy starts off about this fictitious plumbing job. He, he claims to have had where he got 10 bucks an hour back in when he was 15 for just yeah. like with blue collar. And we know it's bullshit because I looked up Mark Spriggan and the only mention is from 2014. So at some point he created this bullshit narrative and no one ever bothered to correct him because that was after, you know, Marcy Turk, uh, you know, basically came into play. We would have heard about this 30 years ago if he really did have this job. Right. It would have been a bragging point. Mm-hmm. So here we go. I don't know. I don't know. I've worked so many years and I've worked my entire life starting when I was, uh, in uh, junior high, when I got my first job at a plumbing supply house, I've, I've just worked. Was my that a real life. job? That job? She was that a real job? So she knows. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. She's I totally miss, calling him out. Totally. I miss, I miss that. Fuck. It was a, it was a weekend job cause I was okay. in school. And uh, I went uh, two days. My Saturdays and Sundays were at the pl- uh, at the plumbing supply house, and uh, I put in I a ten hour. Did that young? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm like um I'm like in a Dickens novel. Total <laughs> farcical. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I started young. Supporting working. your family, yes. Yeah, I supported my parents. I be- I support my parents now. To be honest with you. What a, f- and you wonder why Ellen got the house in the will. Such an ass. <laughs> yeah. Fucking asshole. Support anyone I get, I meet. <laughs> if you meet me, just quit your job or, or don't even get a job. Just take a seat. I'll yeah. be there with the food in a moment. Right. Just, you know, tell me. Bob D, you, this is right up your alley. And what about and, the and- TV staff that you fucking let go, asshole? Uh, Scott Salem, I hope you get to hear this clip too. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's no, it's, it's disgusting. How much you need. <laughs> Tell me what your monthly nut is. Uh, yeah. No. Wow. I'm I really, like 13, did you say? I think I was about 13. Yeah. Well, oh, no, I was older. Thank Okay. Uh, Raven, Rick, off the top of your head, how old were you when you got your first job? Quick. Five, four. 16. So why would it take you, why would you not remember your first job? There's something no one can forget their first job. It's a story you kind of tell friends and joke about stupid stuff. Absolutely. It's like a common conversation starter. To uh, this guy, it's make-believe fiction land. Right. I was 13. No, I think it was 15. Do you know how, how in the, in those years are so ingrained in your memory? I mean, for some people more than others, but Jesus Christ, I can remember hauling Canadian tire catalogs in the winter covered in plastic <laughs> for 75 bucks for the job, not for how many oh, days. Man. I was 13. Uh, okay, next clip. Marilyn Manstern dis- discusses his darkness. Okay. Um, sometimes I can't believe how dark the world is. And Yesterday I was in one of my dark periods. <laughs> As opposed to the long ones. He just, <laughs> oh. just darkness. Just everything is bleak. And then on top of it, when I get in my dark period, 
Beth knows to leave me alone because it's not pleasant to be around me when I'm dark. Oh, I've heard you in those moments. And <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> This is days before he's planning his big announcement. Yeah, exactly. How dark could this motherfucker be? Yeah, exactly. What is that? Is that just, I don't want to talk to anybody? I'm tired? Leave me alone? Right. It's still 1991 and he's wearing flannel and he's listening to fucking Green River and, you know, uh, Mud Honey and shit. <laughs> you just remember, you've seen that Polaroid of him like being dressed like a grunge guy in the private parts trailer? Yes, but you've never, you, he's never been be able to mention one of those names that you just put out there. Fuck no. Jesus Christ. You think he's got Tad 8-Way Santa on, on multiple formats? <laughs> Bullshit. And you want to get away. Yeah, yeah. you just get away from me. I'm a misery <laughs> to myself and everyone else. Okay, and this last one, <clears throat> because the rest of the clips are based on the uh, Beth's Biden cat, whatever, um, <clears throat> excuse me, debacle, yeah. So this one's called Wiggy's Social Media Deflector Shields Are Hit Badly. And then, you know, this is so crazy with social media. I don't know how anybody reads comments about themselves. I can't do it. In fact, if you write negative comments about me and you're waiting for me to see them, it'll never happen. I never look at, like on Twitter, I never hit that button where you can see what people wrote yeah, about you. Yeah, I don't you. do that. And on in Instagram or whatever. I'm on Instagram, but you don't bother friending me. I only have 17 followers because I closed my account. It's only for friends of mine who paint. <laughs> That's all I do. We played that on the mini sub, but it's worth playing. <laughs> 17 people can talk to him on there. 17. Yeah. yeah. So He's Allie Wentworth, true. George Stephanopoulos, <laughs> Bowie. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Jeff Probst or somebody like that. Whatever whatever so called celeb he can get his name get get you know hooked on to. Maybe Letterman if he's on there. Um, the next so now I think that's pretty much it. We're gonna go into the um, bit of November, but before we go into November, uh, I'm gonna play the ah uh, yes okay. This is the Mike from Maine call in which he addresses a Facebook call a facebook group that loves to listen to him but they hate him and it has right. to be us because well, the reason why we we talked about this we figured that um it was because there are other facebook groups for stern but right. none that do listening to, for the purposes of hating there's a bunch of haters in all different groups but not specifically right on facebook I do not know of any other morning mockery threads for the show. I know mm -hmm. a lot of sites that are mostly fan related mm -hmm. and they get some jabs thrown Wiggy's way, but they usually get knocked down by the super fans, by yes. the Sinka fans. Yeah. And they um, get kicked out and they get kicked out or bit. Yeah, pretty right. much. I mean, um, there was one I was just kicked out of age about a month and a half ago, but they didn't have any rules. They didn't say anything about not plugging your show. Mm -hmm. And all I did was I went on and got guys, this is, you know, here's a link to our thing, you know, check us out check out the show, not the Facebook site. And I think that was it, but they never, there was nothing illustrating that that was not acceptable. But it, while I was on there, there were shitloads. It was 50, 50 hate and love. Okay, good. Yeah. should be, uh, yeah. you know, at least there's so, some other like-minded folks. Exactly. Um, I do think we have the most content being put out that is anti-wiggy on YouTube. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And as of February this year. So, mm -hmm. yay. Mm -hmm. So, we're not going anywhere. Hey, you Five doing? more years. Oh, I got some email on you. People uh, said I shouldn't pick up on you anymore. They didn't like you, but I like you, Mike. Oh, yeah? How come? Yeah. What's the reason for not picking up on me? Think about it. Uh, I don't know. You have like a, you have a group of haters out there that wrote me. 
That's fine. Oh, Howard, uh, they're probably part of a little uh, Facebook group that uh, secretly, I mean, they hate you, but they listen to your show every second of the day, but they hate you. And they're convinced <laughs> you're leaving the radio, but they hate your guts. <laughs> yeah, we were convinced. <laughs> Everything was pointing to that, so. It sums it up right there. Yeah, pretty much. And there's not much more, so. And they fucking uh, hate you, but they can't stop listening. It's crazy. Can you say they um, hate him one more time, Mike? Yeah, if you say they hate me one more time, you win a prize. Oh, they hate you, Howard. Do they hate me, or do they really hate me? Uh, go ahead, Mike. What do you want to say? It's like they masturbate, thinking about how much they hate you, Howard. It's that, that much of a... Anyway, so... Uh, you want me to read you the email? You Here, look. Okay, that's about pretty much it. That was the, the extent of it. So thank you, Raven, for give me, giving me that one. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> I wasn't convinced until I heard it because of, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, how you, it's how you read into it. But that absolutely was, um, yeah. Um, and Mike, Mike from Maine, if you're listening out there, I do not masturbate to the show or anything <laughs> ever related to that show. <laughs> Thanks for, have, thanks for thinking of us, though. Right. I still have crystal clear on the Sibian failing miserably. Um, <laughs> I, I forgot the first two clips here in the next uh, November 16th, which is where we're going back to. But I got them today, this morning. The nut goes on about his nut. Yeah. So thanks to Raven once again for pointing this one out. It's amazing. Uh, why don't you just order in from the restaurant? I want to know what to get. I'm not oh, doing dear. that. I, 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 look. I'm telling you, you're surrounded by food in your area. They deliver. All you got to do is order the food. And I even have somebody there who will help them with it. They'll read the menu to them. The whole th I, I got it all set up for them. He makes everything annoying. Yes. Everything now. Yeah. For every detail of his life is annoying. But mm -hmm. it, it all gets used for content one way or another. It gets reshuffled around. So when his parents yes, go, when his parents both go, that's going to be content too. Yes. Sure. Of course. Yeah. And then the, I can't, I, and then I can't the deal with humor. the loss. Yeah. But they'll still, still fucking make the Embray impression when she dies. Yeah. I, I can't believe he would never stop. I, I, he will do that till the day he dies <laughs> okay. and he does it without trying. He sounds like her. There's yes, he so does. Many times during the show where he just starts talking and he falls into it. Mm -hmm. It must, it must be yeah. haunting for him. Yes. Absolutely. And now and it, us too. Yeah. <laughs> for five more years. The other thing is he, yeah, that's going to be a Bob related, like an NPD thing. That's one we're, we're going to work on with Bob where he wants to go deep into the Ray Howard connection and really like, <laughs> she's not only looking like her or sounding like her, he's dressing like her. And um, when you hear her a lot of times, there's certain isms he absolutely gets from her without question. Oh yeah. It's a lot. Like, like let me tell you something. Uh, and that mm. little draw. So here we go. We're not going to do that. You, it's just we pay so much money here. I go. You don't pay anything. I pay everything. <sighs> what do you mean we? I'd like to retire. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Too much fucking money going out the window with all your needs. What? Unbelievable. You should see my nut, and I don't mean my balls. Oh. Ah. Oh. Thing. Thanks. <laughs> Do you know why this also, I think, the, the, in this particular case, why he's really so upset? It's because he does have a nut. Yes, we all do. Everybody has a monthly nut. Um, but his is getting worse because he's getting less money, and he knows it. Mm -hmm. He's having I, to dip, dip into the savings. Well, or, possibly? Yeah, or you know, possibly. I don't know. I mean, maybe don't he's know. just making enough on this contract to cover the nut. 
you think? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Like, AB, AGT was to offset what he wasn't making on his second contract. That was okay. absolutely to, to compensate. Number uh, 1B, 79th nervous breakdown. <sighs> you know, you, you, you laugh, but you don't have to take a second job to support those two. <laughs> I know, that was like, America's is, Got Talent. Yeah, that, was, that was America's Got Talent. Trust me, this has been going on a long time. Oh, my God. Well, here's what you do. See, you, you keep asking them things. I know. I know. I know. I didn't bring up dinner. I just go, but how are you doing? But my point is... Just Deflect, not my fault. I didn't do this. Right. Yeah. Still about me, of course. Yeah, same old, same yeah. old. Yeah. Just have this person say, okay, we're going to plan your dinner tonight. Here's no. uh, what the selections are. No, I'm not doing what? that. Listen, Robin, I do enough. You have no idea how much, how many people I have to take care of and how much fucking <laughs> shit I got to do all day. I'm not get, I'm not doing that. I'm just not doing My mother's fully this is capable. The person. Yeah. But no, no, I don't want to be involved. She, oh, God. I, I mean, you, your dad's no longer with us, uh, and and right. you would you would give how much money to spend a day with him? I dream about it every night if I could. Yeah, just to get that time. And this, yeah, this, it's, this, this fucking asshole. He still got his parents. Maybe not in the greatest of shape, but anyway, that bothers me. The the vitriol I have, I can't think of a stronger word for this man mm-hmm. and doing this. It's just mm-hmm. oh, so ridiculously bad. Yeah. He doesn't want it. God bless. She's in a grown woman. I, you, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I, 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 you see, I'm close to a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I'm busy I'm having dreams you, about you. One good meal, and she care. would be, this is delightful. I, no, I've done it. I did that. He just said, he was, that was Ray. I just heard Ray. He goes, no. Mm-hmm. No. That was Ray. That was not Howard. He raved about doing that with Beth when he got him Nathan's for their wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And he said, what a great thing it was. And now he's just said, uh, no, I've done that. I'm not doing that again. Okay. So how's Beth feeling now? Oh, my God. Don't those lucky think- germs <laughs> at first into the box yeah. of lucky germs. Yeah. 20 times. Two bottles in. Send really? over a whole dinner from the local. And she goes, I go, Mom, just order in. No, then you have to heat it up. It comes cold. Uh, it gets cold. I go, Mom, you put it in the microwave. We're not going to do it. Don't worry about it. And then she said, how, how are my granddaughters? You, know, oh, she, you made a mistake, Ray. You do not ask him about his daughters. No. <laughs> what daughters? <laughs> ask, ask him about his grandchild, Ray. We dare you. Oh, please. Yeah. He still, to this day, has not mentioned it, has he? No. No. Nothing. Yeah. And as per policy, let's just leave it out there. You know, we acknowledge it. Just he doesn't. So. Well, and, and the, the thing is, you don't have to mention it in such a way that you have to bring them in. You just say, I'm a grandfather now. Why would that be so, I guess, to an, I guess I know the answer. <laughs> you don't want to admit it. There's someone else in the it, world. <laughs> it's too much work. It's too many people coming to him. Congrats. Congrats. He doesn't want to deal with that. Oh, I forgot the grandchild is part of his now mo- monthly nut. I forgot mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. Another another person I got to add to that fucking will. <laughs> the subject. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have no idea. I can't even tell you half the conversation I have. 
The person is not there when it's time to heat up the meal. Yes, they are. It's fine. Oh, this is ridiculous. I, now I'm, you're torturing everyone, her and she's torturing you. Everything is my problem. Everything is my problem. You don't even know. Wow, Bob, we, we really are giving you some gold here. So please make copious notes. I will read them all g- gladly. Um, now we're going into the reason for this day was Wolfgang uh, Van Halen did an interview, which was... <laughs> It's going to be the genesis of a theme show Raven has come up with where we just put his questions that people answer no. (laughs) It's going to be very much like Macaulay Culkin and Uncle Buck going, you own an apartment, own a rent, rent. (laughs) Like, it's like rapid fire. So the first question was, did you still live with your parents? (laughs) Wolfgang's like 30. He was born, I don't know, um, I can't remember exactly when he was born. Um, Uh, 1990? Yeah, I was going to say 91 around for, for Unlawful Cardinal Knowledge. Maybe that album, I think. I remember seeing uh, pictures of them with the kid when he was still with Valerie. I mean, uh, Vetty Van Halen. So that makes sense. So here, here it is. Go, yes. go, go. Oh, this is your studio. Now, did, did, did you still live in Eddie's house when uh, oh. you haven't lived there in a while? Oh, yeah, man. I'm 29. I'm on my own. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. You guys were so tight that I always think, yeah. oh, man, you must have, like, all old... over there, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, 29, you got to get your own place. <laughs> you just got finished asking Billy Corgan, or just <laughs> just got finished hearing him talk about how fucking much of a, you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> number two, did you model your studio after your dad's? And, nice. and so you built a studio. Is it similar to, I know your dad had this legendary studio at the house, and. Uh, did you did you kind of have that in mind when you built the studio? Oh no, it's just an extra bedroom that I just threw a bunch of soundproof <laughs> on. <laughs> it's totally like Brock Line. <laughs> ding ding, another no. Yeah, number three, projection. I can't believe your father wanted anything to do with you. He seemed to be so joyous at the idea of having a son, and not every father is like that. No, we know that. Thank you, Wiggy. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you. Sometimes you you meet people and you're like, I don't even know why they had kids. But your father was really <laughs> about you being on the planet, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really. And, and you know, it's remarkable, too, to me that, that he even wanted to work with you. It's just such a loving thing. It's such a loving relationship yeah. that the two of you had. And, wow, and, again. You know, to, to play with him, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Number four, more projection. Fathers are jealous of their sons. You know, it's it's rare for fathers not to be jealous of their sons, of their youth and all of that. For him to be generous and to teach you the, the drum riff to ACDC, he, he, he was a generous guy that way. He wasn't hoarding his knowledge or like, hey, fuck you. I don't want you more famous than me. Why does he always make relationships with parents transactional, generous, loving? He gave yeah. to me. He gave. Why is it always, what have they done for me lately? Like, I mean, I know it's the NPD thing, but Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go that's ahead. The, that's the road I was going to go down. It's their mm-hmm. supply. Mm-hmm. That's their uh, currency. Is I guess feelings so. Or statements or ability I, I, to interpret. I'm not yeah. sure. Bob would know better than me. Yeah. Than well, I, I think I think well on one on one level, and we'll make this real quick. If you, you can you can maybe understand it based on that, but I don't think you could empathize or really understand because it's not it's just not normal. It's not the way we're wired. No. 
yeah, it's it's such like a I don't even know how so low percentage of this occurring that hmm. you know I guess makes people feel special to come up with a new twist on their life story or make make them the victim, but it yeah. just doesn't play. Always I'm sorry. Number five, projection. How do you deal with trolls? <laughs> How are you so mentally strong to take that kind of criticism? How are you, uh, when you stand, you know, because the trolls can be, you know. <laughs> so here we go. Number six, wah. This continues. I can't take <laughs> criticism anymore. Wah. I got to tell you, I cannot deal. I do not read any social media. It would affect my performance on the radio. As soon as yeah. I get something where someone goes, you know what sucked today when you did this? I get affected by it, Wolfgang. I get like, fuck. Uh, you know, I can't do that anymore. This guy knows more than I do. You know, I, I do. I take it in. Thank God. I hope you do, mm -hmm. shithead. I want to ask Please. you a question about this. How do you think yeah. the writers, how do you think they couch this criticism to him, if at all? Like, if he doesn't, we know he mm -hmm. doesn't, he, uh, if he can't take it, why would he take it from someone in his compound giving it to him? Great question. Um, it's got to be filtered. Yeah. Or he turned into comedy. Remember there was Danny the troll that was like a fake caller? Yep. And he would he would come in and say stuff like that Mike from Maine was kind of saying hashtag. about <laughs> hashtag won't stop listening. Hashtag. You know. <laughs> masturbate to show. Hashtag. Yeah. yeah. It's just I don't know. Uh but, but Danny the Twitter they, troll was gotta funny. have an inner circle of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they need to monitor everything Howard. That's yes. the, your job when you work for Howard. It Absolutely. doesn't matter who or where or what. You just have to keep your eyes and ears open 24-7. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And then they have whatever messaging thing they do. Mm -hmm. So I think they're writing at all hours of the day. And, mm -hmm. you know, if they stumble upon a Facebook thread of something or a comment or two, sure, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they took it for their own. Yeah. Whatever. And there's absolutely a reason why uh, stuff gets certain things. I'm not sure why, but they face people in our group, for example. They post a video from YouTube from some channel, usually like a video, like Howard TV type video. And yeah. it may be, it's damning for whatever reason. They've clipped it. And then in no time at all, it gets taken down. So mm -hmm. there's definitely like lurkers in there in our group that, you know, whatever. I don't care. But um, I find it amazing that that happens because it usually would never happen. They just don't give a crap about what content's on there or they're so slow in getting to it. So, uh, yeah. So then let's continue the clip. And it is so destructive to me that years ago I swore it off. And, uh, you know, especially when your father dies. And then there's this whirlwind of like, um, I know uh, Us Magazine put your mom on the cover. She didn't even do an interview with them. And I know you were very critical of it. Yeah, I, I get that. It was bullshit. It was a bullshit story. Number seven, empathetic Wiggy consoles Wolfgang about criticism on social media, but neglects to, let me see if I got this right, <laughs> but <laughs> neglects to mention what he used to say about Kathy Lee's kids daily. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, being a young guy like you and growing up in the spotlight and with, with, with the death of your father and then someone goes on social media and says some shit to you. I mean, I mean, that says more be, about that. You know, yeah, you gotta be just a fucked up human being to, yeah, it really is sad. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's like one Florence Nightingale trying to offer <laughs> consolation. Yeah. Like he just doesn't want to be reminded of that. No, and of course he, not. This kid, can I just say for everything 
that I listened to this year. Mm-hmm. Kind of my end of year favorite was Wolfgang inter- interviewing, being interviewed, mm-hmm. but not for the questions, only because it showed what a great kid he is, mm-hmm. how well spoken, mature, eloquent, mm-hmm. yeah. thoughtful, and, and a really good singer and songwriter and musician. He plays mm-hmm. all the instruments on his song. Yes. So there's a video with it. But that was my favorite moment of the year that I didn't mind going back and mm-hmm. listening to. And that's, I think, why I enjoyed making this little game of how many, how many questions can be asked that are wrong. <laughs> uh, is that guitar belong to your father? No. Okay. You could just hear like papers flipping. Uh, <laughs> did your father leave you anything in the will? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, uh, so this was a saber dance option that I don't know that we need to play a third time unless no. you want to. But this uh-uh, one is called... That's enough. Tongue Cancer Blues. So I'll just go, we'll try to let you guys okay. fill in the <laughs> this is the music if you like. Starting in five, four, three, two, one. It's it's weird, you know. I, when I think about your dad, there was a period in my life, uh, I guess like in the early two thousands when your dad was first diagnosed with cancer. Um, he used to call me a lot at home, and uh, we would have a lot. very long conversations. What's that? He said he used to call him a lot. Yeah. What is the? I'm going to make the over under on how many times Eddie called Wiggy. Once. At one point five. Uh, yeah, maybe once, and then uh, they they. I, I believe he got him. He literally got him on the phone once, then tried again and never got him again. My point five is for Eddie calling him back and it going to mm-hmm. voicemail because Wiggy Absolutely. didn't want to be bothered. That's absolutely. Oh, I believe it. So I'm not going to play the rest of that clip, guys, because in actual fact, I think we covered it on the Dance the Night Away um, kind of coverage breakdown because that's when Eddie did pass away. And right. he did mention the story right. then. And, and you know, we, we, we talked about it then. So I don't need to play more about that. Um, the next one is um, the world's most untrustworthy zookeeper asks Wolfgang about who he could trust as a kid. I mean, so much scrutiny. When you would go to school when you were a young kid, and you and you and you you know you're school aid. Were you mistrustful of other kids? Did you did you sense in them you know being being so famous and being part of a famous family? How do you know who really loves you and who wants to hang with you? And 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 how do you discern between people who are just trying to use you? And go. Okay, mistrust is taught. Mm-hmm. So Eddie and Valerie seem to be really awesome parents valerie mm-hmm. a little bit more so because she had to be the mom she was the, yes the one that kept him safe you know like a good mom mm-hmm. so he was never taught mistrust just why would anyone even go with a question like that if you knew his parents but mm-hmm. this is something that plagues wiggy and wiggy dreams about you know all the things like if he really was that famous and he yes. had kids that he loved but he can't and he never would have because that's not pre- him no, this is for him projecting what he would be like if he was a kid. And then also it kind of ties into that Emily, uh, the Emily uh, article about how she was made to feel that the world were like he, she attributed to his narcissism saying like we had to be watched. Everybody was watching us, that kind yeah. of thing. And that's, that's some narcissistic crap that I can't even conceive of, to be honest with you. I do understand someone wanting to be reclusive as a result of being overly, you know, photographed like Brad, the, 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 we'll see, use the example, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie wanting to be isolated, but those are mega stars. He mm-hmm. without outside of New York, do people really give a fuck even back in the day? No, 
Most mm-hmm. fans would have just like, hey, how you doing? Whatever. You know, in New York especially, it was famous for celebs being left alone to go get their latte and get their fucking cream bagel, cream cheese bagel and shit. So, yeah. They used to be able to walk the streets, you know, just whatever. But I think with Wiggy, he uh, he's paranoid. What's mm-hmm. he paranoid of? Do you think he thinks someone's going to, like, assassinate him or something? Well, Does the MPD time- run that deep? Yes, I think that ties into the bullshit story that Ian Halpern was touting, like, oh, Frank Sinatra put a hit on him and supposedly killed mm. a, you know, a guy that looked like him, had him killed, and I don't buy any of it. I, I just don't fucking buy it. Okay. Ma, he did have mob connections, Sinatra, absolutely. I'm not going to deny that. But And he would have hated Wig if Wig made fun of him. Yeah. Just like he would have made fun of, he would have hated anybody that didn't give him, you know, the proper respect. But um, I think... And if you listen to Grillo, Grillo's the story where he said, I saved them. There was a guy with a gun. Yes. At one point, there might have been uh, like the fear of being so hated and then, you know, being taken out. Sure. But then it's, I think it's more to do with his narcissism than his actual being hated. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah of so. course. I agree with that. I, that's mm-hmm. where that question came from was the Grillo scene where he saved him by p- telling him to run and get get lost does anyone remember star fucking a cadaver <laughs> this one I, I listen for yourself guys the musicians you must have been exposed to because when when you would hang with your father in his studio as a young man i'm talking about when you were a kid i mean every great musician must have come through there i bet you everybody wanted to come and just sit at the feet of uh your dad your dad oh fuck okay mm. this this next clip there's two clips in one here, and it's a 20-second clip, I believe. It's called, there's the first clip, is part of it is called, Is There a Music Tutor in the House? And the second clip is called, My Eldest Died of Presumption. And I, I didn't realize I'd put one in the other, so I'll play them both combined. Okay. Yeah, I never understand that, that the drummer and the bass player are kind of keyed into each other because <laughs> they're doing the, you know, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't understand music. I'm just uh, appreciative <laughs> of it. That's why they're called the fucking rhythm section, you dolt. <laughs> So you think bass is just a fish? <laughs> 79 IQ. Yeah. And and what was it like when you played Panama with them? Was it an audition in a sense? Was it to see if you had the goods? No, actually, the, the very first song we ever did, like in the studio privately, was uh, On Fire. So another no Thanks. question. <laughs> so, so number 13 is called El Creepo Groupies Question coming up, folks. Mm-hmm. This one was cringeworthy. I got to tell you, when I was a, a young guy starting out, I was a disc jockey in Detroit. I ended up on the same floor with Van Halen, <laughs> David Lee Roth years. It was insanity. <laughs> it was, I never, you know, I'm, I was like this uh, married guy living on the same floor with Van Halen. They were on the same floor with me. People were banging on my door all night. Girls, Eddie, are you in there? You know, and like, and like <laughs> what, a, what a wrong knock. <laughs> what a wrong choice, girls. <laughs> if you value your tits and you don't want them cut off, don't get near them. <laughs> go, go directly to jail. Do not yeah. have to go. David, are you? Exactly. And, and I'd walk by. I said, this is like, I, I'm like, I'm a morning guy. I had to get up before the. <laughs> all night when you join the band immediately you're a 14 or let's say you're 16 when you finally go out on tour there are groupies and stuff i mean there are people trying to get to you what does the old man say to you about all that 
It really wasn't like that. You know, if, if if by groupies you mean playing a lot of video games by myself on my bus, then yeah, there were a lot of groupies. <laughs> What, what kind of fucking idiot zookeeper still thinks, okay, this kid is 16 years old going into 16. a band, an established band that's like 30, 40 years old and like, like 30 years in, in the business. Do you ever, have you guys ever seen what groupies at a goddamn crocus concert would look like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like they're, it's not like they're, it's not like 20 year olds are going to these gigs. <laughs> I, I, I got to laugh because he. He's 16 years old. Of course he's playing video games. He's going to be monitored. He's not. Yeah. These people coming are middle-aged, but like he's, wiggies are out of touch, irrelevant, kind of, you know, head in the clouds, always projecting. That's what his mind goes to, I guess. But. And if I'm not mistaken, there is a thing, uh, there might be, I'm not sure if it is, but there is some kind of um, clause where bands go touring, they have to have, and they're certain, if they're under a certain age, they have to have some kind of a chaperone, an official like um, tutor. They often have to go because if they're going on a tour, they're going to miss school. And Wolfgang, unless he's homeschooled, would have had to have somebody with him, like paid to to help him with his studies and whatever. Because it's yeah, you're on the you're on the road, you're working, but you can't not be in school at the same time. So um, I think Robert Plant discussed it on um, an interview talking about this um, little nine year old drummer in Japan. It was a great little clip where he watches her playing to uh, Zeppelin. We had her on tour. We'd have to have some chaperone right. to uh, make sure she was taken care of. You just have to be careful of the chaperones you get. That's the problem <laughs> I have with Hollywood: is some allow <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah, the Epstein's. Some are good, like Wolfgang's was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the are you number fourteen? Are you wearing? Can you read this? Can you see it? Are you laughing at? Are you wearing yeah. black because your father died? Wolfie, I notice you're wearing black. Are you wearing black because it's uh, still so recent that your father died, or um, uh, or is it just you just happen to be wearing black? All of a sudden, Wolfgang's an Italian grandmother, an Italian widow. Um, number fifteen is the last clip from this day. I usually don't feel stuff. No kidding. I can't get that image of your dad playing piano with you on your with with you on his lap. It's just. Uh, I don't usually feel stuff, so this never happens to me. <laughs> that has to be thrown into an intro somewhere. Please do. Yeah. Please do. Okay. Great. Number <laughs> number one, this is now finally going back to November 11th, guys. Only five clips, and then we're out of here. Uh, this one is called the Karen Carpenter Slim Fast Program. Are you going to be okay? <laughs> yeah, I ate my diet meal last night. I've decided that Four nights a week, I should suffer when I eat dinner and not like what I'm eating. I'm doing that to stay healthy. I like I like steam vegetables and put no sauce on it. And Something with no taste. That's what you yeah. Eat. Four nights a week. And Beth looked at me, my wife, and she says, uh, what are you doing to yourself? I said, well... My doctor told me that my... Okay, why does he have to, first of all, and please, I want you to say what you're going to say, but why does he have to say Beth, my wife? What other Beth are you talking about, shithead? It's just a way to to, length, to add content, lengthen out the day. It's just, he throws adjectives out like crazy. like, And he's always either, you know, for a while it was sweet love, but yeah. it's always my wife, my wife. Like That's the title owner- carries more than Beth. Not only that, it's ownership. My wife. Yes, it's That's it's the, the MPD. That's what I, I think. agree. 
Uh, and so Phyllis <laughs> Glickos is, is eating. When he talks about his eating, I fucking laugh hysterically with all these pictures we have of him with those blue trunks on in the swimming pool. <laughs> right. Blood, yeah, my blood test wasn't so great. And I know how to get all those levels down normal, but I have to suffer. <laughs> and so I, you know, all, all day long, I hardly eat. So I look forward to my dinner. Right. And, that's your um, big, you know, event. It's my big event. We eat dinner at six o'clock, <laughs> not at six oh one, not at five fifty nine. We eat dinner at six o'clock, and by the time six o'clock comes around, I'm ravenous. I mean, like a wild animal. Now he talked for years about how regimented his father was. Now he's Ben, and he's you know, him. Al- alternately, he is. And yes, guys, it is true. We kind of uh, something. It's nurture in nature. I think there's a certain amount of DNA that kind of directs you, but you are who you are. But like you, for example, would you say you're more like your dad or more like your mom? In terms of personality. Totally more like my dad. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. everything, the brain just yeah. Yeah. works the same in a lot of ways. Not all, but a lot. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that, like how, how like people's kids turn out and uh, whether, and I compare like who are they more like and see a lot of it is just DNA. Like I think it's, it's just uh, uh, by, by chance like that happens that way. It really is, yeah. I don't know. It could be nature versus nurture. I'm not sure on this one either. Yeah. But it, it's, a, it's a weird dynamic mm-hmm. if you really dive into it in a healthy way, not mm-hmm. his way. Yeah, yeah just oh. as a psychological study. Number two, a friend in need is a friend you tell to go fuck themselves. I got to tell you, it's nothing conscious. I don't, you know, it's just like I'm just miserable. Well, and- I even noticed it when, you know. <laughs> Here somebody says to you, Howard, I want you to induct me into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Good friend. Oh. And look, immediately you oh. have to make it a bad thing. It becomes torture. Yes. That's <laughs> right. It was. It was. Yeah. First of all, I see it as all pressure. Go ahead. Look how much joy Robin gets out of that. It's mm-hmm. Her giggle gets a little higher, a little louder, a little faster. She just... It, she knows him. It's narcissist MPD versus MPD there. So oh, yes. she gets in some passive laughs. It's great. Oh, yes. Yeah. She's totally poking the, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, well, it's a gay term, isn't it? He's poking the, she's poking the bear, but he's not really a bear. <laughs> if I'm going to get up and make a speech in front of a lot of people on television and in person about a band, it's got to be funny. It's got to be touching. It's got, you know, it's work. Did you hear that fucking rock and we, you guys, if you hear that rock and roll induction speech for Bon Jovi, you don't, you won't laugh and you won't find it tender. It's about mm-hmm. Richie Sambora's cock and sing-alongs and, yeah. uh, you know, it's awful. It's one of the worst things I've ever heard. You couldn't say it better. I nope. couldn't say it better. Well, nope. But all of that is in your wheelhouse. Well, it's not like you, you don't have don't, those abilities. I don't want any extra work. Unless you pay me, I don't want work to me is being paid. I don't need to be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I I don't need it anymore. It's just this is a an interaction and an exchange. Now that's him, by the way. That is absolutely a Howard. Unless I'm getting fucking paid, I don't want to do it. And so I don't want to work. I mean, that's your friend. That's your friend in need. Between friends, that goes out the window. It's Mm. nothing about. Uh, I love my friend. I want to do this for him. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I got no, it. No, yeah. <laughs> no, right away it becomes, this person's not my friend. They're torturing me. <laughs> Why don't you take note of that Jimmy Kimmel shithead next time you want him to come out and do your show or any of these fucking idiots that continually like placate his ego, Colbert, anybody. I just can't Jimmy stand Jimmy Fallon. That. 
Bill Maher, all these fucking people that continually like just you know play to his ego, fuckheads. And Ad- yeah. Adam Levine. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but my mood seems to range from like miserable to despondent, but never suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. What a great range. Yeah. People even write me who have my personal email. They write me nice emails, and I go, "Oh, these fuckers." Now I got to write them back. <clears throat> you know, I mean, it's oh. Jesus H Christ. I mean we're we're leading into it, guys. There's another clip. You'll you'll get it. It's, yeah, this will yeah. be at the end of it. Yeah. Just enough. So nobody should ever write you a nice email. No, don't write me a nice email. <laughs> don't write me any email. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Why me? You know what I mean? I'm a miserable. No, guy. I don't know what you mean. Let me with dinner. Dinner. Let me alone. Let me be, my you? wife and I sit down to Why? dinner at six o'clock. We're done by six twenty. I check the time every night. <laughs> One night we went to six twenty-five, and I don't even know how it happened. <laughs> but it's twenty minutes of my pleasure. <laughs> Beth with the lampshade on. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a Photoshop. <laughs> well, guys, I mean, it's just embarrassing. The next clip is called "Why Won't This Asshole Just Die?" Yeah. Although, when I got on the scale this morning, I was happy. Well, Beth can't enjoy that with you. No, Beth has, um, she has a good dinner, like a, a, a fun dinner. And no, I I'm talking it. about when you're happy. <laughs> what do you call your dinner's fun? Go ahead, Raven. It's like a happy meal. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's an adjective I use for food. This is fun. It's SpaghettiOs. <laughs> The only scale Beth has is for measuring out her cocaine. <laughs> oh, sorry, something was in my throat. <laughs> Instead of like weights, she actually got kittens on the triple B. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like an eight ball. <laughs> okay, let's go. On the scale, she's not there. Oh, no, it's just relief <laughs> that, like, at least I weigh less. You know what I mean? Like, I had the. Uh, like like last night I had grilled salmon, but like a, like four ounces, very little, with some mm. rice and steamed broccoli. When I say steamed, I mean not. Oh, Jesus, which I would love to eat dinner with him. I would love to order like a fucking extra large family size meat lovers <laughs> with like two gallons of Coca-Cola and just wash it down. And no, I can't do that, guys, but I would make the attempt. Right. <laughs> eating his almonds. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to cut, use a knife and fork to cut a cashew in half. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a nightmare. Nothing on be. Not even an onion. Doesn't this explain also, like, doesn't that make more sense now, the Lucky Charm stuff? Like their regimented eating habits and how they must be, yeah. Okay, him, so. Go ahead, please. I, I, I welcome your insight. <laughs> I get these crazy visuals. We're talking about Beth and her lucky charm addiction, and he found mm. her stash. <laughs> so isn't it possible if he's as critical as he is of his weight, and let's just say there's a thing that Beth can't gain a certain amount of weight or mm-hmm. she has to be within this range, mm-hmm. why not give her a scale that records electrically every day when you have to get on it, like a weigh-in? Wow. For real. Yeah. Could you imagine part of your day stepping on a scale and having it recorded? Yeah. You imagine the mental, like, I'm just saying, what if? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to bring in that scene from Casino where you weighing the dancers. Uh, Ace Rothstein okay. is going like, you get sent her back to Paris. 
<laughs> Send her back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Or something. And then like salad with no salad dressing. By salad, I mean lettuce. That's not even a salad. Okay. And by the way, I'm actually with him on that. The only thing I'll put on my salads is like uh, olive oil and uh, like oil and vinegar, <laughs> not vinaigrette, uh, or like um, olive oil or lemon, something like that. Some kind of, but not actual dressings. Eh, can't stand them. So <laughs> that one's not too weird, but just <laughs> when I say salad, I mean lettuce. <laughs> I just see him eating a head of lettuce. <laughs> I see awful, awful. Like an apple. So fucking boring. But. When I got on the scale, I was back down to my game weight. Yeah, but my point is that you're supposed to be enjoying your meal with Beth. But now you can't do that, but you're enjoying the scale by yourself. Right. That's right. Now you got it. Now you're you're in my world. Thank you. I'm eating like a pigeon. You're good. Thank you for summing that up, Miss Robin, who weighs uh, healthy to something. Yeah. How does she feel while he's talking about being like 160 or 170 mm-hmm. at his freaking height? And poor Robin. Like, I, I, I have sympathy for people with weight issues. So I've, I have that for Robin as a fellow woman. It's yeah. about choices. And yeah. that's that. Mm-hmm. But for him to do that while she sits there, that's like her little punishment even. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? In well, an MPD the- way? Well, this is a question I had to ask you, and I think we may have come across this one other time in the 50 or so podcasts that we've done. I don't count the little mini ones, guys. They're little treats for you. Those are <laughs> McDonald Land cookies we sprinkle along the way. Um, the, when, when she used to hear criticism from anybody else, like Sal, whoever else, do you think it doesn't get to her when they say it, but when he does it, it especially irks her? Like if he cut. decided he was going to fucking cut on her weight – which she knows is her Achilles heel, or for mm-hmm. anything, then it's a problem. But when robinswrong.com gets, like, <laughs> the, web, the existence of the website doesn't bother her because she's that much of a narcissist. But when he does it, it's different. Well, he's the only one paying her or mm-hmm. getting her paid. Right. So she has no choice but to mm-hmm. laugh it off. That's mm-hmm. why I think as she ages now and... Just the age alone and all the 40 years that they've been, to, I'm sorry, 39, that they've been together, it just, um, she, it, I think she's entitled to those jobs. And she knows what it, I, she's probably doesn't even give a, a shit anymore now right. when, he, when he does this weight bit because yeah. she's just like, I know who I am. Right. I'm fine with it. I'm, I'd rather be fat and happy than skinny and sick looking and miserable. if she had it in her. Yeah. Well, th- my cu- I guess my question is this. Do you think she actually hears insult when he talks about his weight? Or do you think she's not even really paying attention when he starts going on about... Uh, like, she wouldn't take it as an insult because it's not directed at her specifically. No, it wouldn't be that. It would just be something in the back of her mind, like a subtle little jab in the kidney okay. or something, like a, like a poke. But okay. it's not... She's trying to think of something witty to say or some way to back him up. She's not mm-hmm. jabbing right back now. I'm just saying that those are collective ones she might hold on to. And mm-hmm. when she lets stuff fly, she might not be, you know, she might not care. She might use that as an opportunity to unleash have, that anger. I have the, um, 
it's just a random clip in the middle of a buoy uh, like a pylon. What was the context of when he throws the um, this this next clip where he throws their half-assed projects like their hobbies in their face? What was the context? You remember because it's now escaping me. Oh, ah, I can't remember. Hold on, okay. hobbies like mm. Bowie's fire pit or I think it might have been the fire pit. I think it might have been that, but I'm not 100% sure because I, I read through uh, the synopsis and then now I'm drawing a blank. Um, but at either rate, it, it gets a little bit, oh, yeah, gets there a was, little riposte. I remember he was making fun of JD for his gambling on okay. baseball cards and fantasy okay. football. And he okay. was down $289. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure JD cannot afford to lose. Uh, mm-hmm. in, not even in a COVID era, but anyway, who gives a shit? Uh, right. he's, I, I'm considering JD a whack packer and I'm not giving him any time on <laughs> our show. So this is, yeah, Gary throws Wiggy's half-assed projects in his face. Number three, breathing. Oh, the <laughs> list, the list. <laughs> it's the lists. That's exactly that. it. Shit. Mm-hmm. I should have, shouldn't have, I, I should have realized they kept it that way. He, they were going over 10 years ago of making fun of the lists in his fucking book in Bowie's book. And they had, they felt the need, the sudden need to revisit that and redo it when, and, and people, even fans were going, we've heard this before. We've, right. we don't need this. It wasn't that funny the first time. I mean, it was sort of funny, but not really the way you guys were giving it that much time. Yeah. We've rehashed that book every five to ten years. It's like an mm-hmm. anniversary on the show. It's just so. one of those things that comes up on Google Calendar, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We could make a list of things that we all started to do that we got bored with, like photography, playing chess, riding a bike, owning horses, that kind of stuff. All right. But why would I make a list of that, <laughs> Gary? Why would you have to make a list of that? Nice deflection shit. Well, you were I know you're trying to put me down, do. but why are you? Why are you no, I'm why just saying you, that everybody yeah, has their I, own I, fun. I take an interest. Your fun is making lists. So that was all I got from that. And then Thank you. One, I, was, one last, I was glad you got that. <laughs> yeah. And the last clip was one, again, it's another Raven special. So everybody, she gets all the praise here. Uh, it's a quote, um, and I'll let you play it. I'll play it, and you can discuss it at will. For me, being famous, the best part of it has been that I almost do nothing for myself. <laughs> <laughs> another drop for a future <laughs> intro. <laughs> Well, that's all, folks. Have a great night. Yeah, exactly. Um, Any closing thoughts before we go on to... uh, So this next week is going to be... Because this will be uh, one of the rare times we've recorded a breakdown, and it's going to be put up on the YouTube and Podbean apps for... Um, almost like, like absolutely in a normal time. Usually we get a week ahead. We got, so we have a few episodes in the can guys. Uh, this one's going up right away. Um, this coming week is the last week. Is he really got three days in three days and we're done for the year. So, okay. And then presumably what the first week after the first week, maybe the eighth or something like that. No, I think it'll be on, uh, let's see. The first is a Friday. So second, third, it'd be like January 4th. Okay. That that's, Monday, he probably will be back. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't mean, guys, we do not have content for you, however, as we promised, an episode a week, sometimes two. Um, we got this breakdown and then the Bro Fight Part 2 on the 20th, and I believe we're going to have a little Christmas surprise for you, as I promised, um, on the 24th or 25th. I'm not sure. The reason why I'm hesitating is because I know people are doing, even in COVID 2020, they're doing things with people and they can't be free to listen. And we want people on that live chat as, as, as much as they can 
be there. So I got to talk with Sam and Raven and discuss when exactly the best time is to drop that one. So uh, when it does release, you guys are going to enjoy all that content, I promise. So uh, thank you all. Thank you all the new Patreon subscribers. I'll plug that again shamelessly. You've all been very generous, especially Kayla. God bless you. Um, you, uh, you are such a super trooper. We cannot we cannot stress enough and uh, we would like to thank as our last breakdown of the year, we would like to thank, or we think we, there may be another one, but we're pretty sure this will tie it up for a bit. Um, we would like to thank everybody for the wonderful year we've had with you guys. You've been the best fans. Uh, Raven and Sam have been so amazing and Bob D and Carrie who helped us out with an episode and a few uh, legal issues as well, uh, privately. And, uh, you guys have been awesome. And everybody on the mockery threads, Jeremy, Brendan, Brandy, <laughs> what's Kayla's <laughs> new name? <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I'm running, I'm running. My mom's blowing up. Um, <laughs> the, uh, my God, uh, Josie, we hope you're doing well, darling. Um, yes. Dennis, we hope when you get a little less uh, busy with school, you're going to uh, be on regularly as, as much as, as much as possible. And we would like you all to also please send in your ideas for future shows because we do mark down all that stuff and we keep it in reference for when we're, um, if we're stuck for, even if we're not stuck, if it's a good idea, we'll definitely take it up, take you up on it. Any uh, thoughts, Raven? I just want to say thank you to you, for number one, for making this all possible. Sam is like right there. You guys have just made my year. So thank you. And everybody here has been so great. So I feel like it's some kind of stupid Oscar speech right about now. <laughs> but I just want to thank everybody who's participated in threads and the uh, YouTube chats. You guys are hysterical. Honestly, I'm so proud to be associated with this group. And you just make the bad days so much better. And I think we've all had enough bad days. Mm -hmm. So I hope you enjoyed this. Thanks for having me. I will see you whenever and just keep doing a great job, everybody. Okay. So have a good holiday and yeah, it's fun. So thank you. Cheers guys. We love you. Stay safe. Yeah. Take a and on the awards up. show, they kissed each other. Like guys have kissed each other on awards. If show you watch old clips of Howard Stern, he's making out with Ernie Onastis. It's the oldest trick in the book. Come Why? on. He did not make out with oh, Ernie. Oh, he Onastis. tried to tongue kiss. Go. Who, got, wait, who did he make out with? So you're either unoriginal or you're disgusting. Exactly. We're just following the king. But I'm just saying that it didn't affect like Will Ferrell and Sasha Baron Cohen's careers. Of course not. Jimmy Kimmel and Howard Stern simulated a make out kiss last time he was a guest I on the show. Show.